What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 75 of Little Root Lessons. As always, I am your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. We also have Evan and Swede with us today. Because we're doing there. No. I was getting I'm beating you to it because we're doing power rankings. We ain't got all day today. How are we doing, Evan and Swede? I am good. Happy to be here. <laughs> hey guys. Say so wave the camera, boys. You are on the podcast. We are It's not every day we have guests. It's kinda nice. Nah, it's it's been a hot minute. Uh I think fifty was the last time we had the uh, end like, of everyone the, on. the end of the year anniversary yeah, episode yeah, was anniversary the last episode, time. Yeah. So um yeah, like like you mentioned, we were doing uh our draft league. We had both of our drafts for our divisions this past week. Um, we have power rankings. Shout out to Evan for putting this entire presentation together for us. It's super nice. It's, I mean, he's phenomenal. I literally have no idea how to work Excel, and he just <laughs> makes it look so seamless every time. Oh yeah. So, um, where do we where do we want to start, guys? Um, so, first things first. This is just opinions. This is in no way saying, oh, you drafted terribly. Oh, you drafted great. It's going to come down to player skill and a ton of luck. So don't take all these rankings super duper hard. We tried to stay unbiased. It was more just looking at Pokemon. Yep. And, and, I mean, that's uh, looking at it. You know, obviously when I rated my teams, I'm like, all right, this is the player's name just so I can keep it organized. But overall, I am ignoring that. I am looking at the 10 Mons as a whole. What do they accomplish? I didn't even rate my team, so. I did. I think my team's great. My my score is out of three instead of out of four. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, and I also want to um, add. I also want to add in that uh, we are all ranking your teams from one to ten, one being the worst and ten being the best. And then there's four of us ranking, so the average of these scores um, will come up with a final grade. And you know, it's like four opinions coming into one, and there's like the power of uh, teamwork. I would say then your ranks um, are not that biased because we have four different opinions coming together to come up with a final number. Mm-hmm. It's it's very similar to like uh, fantasy football in that regard where you have all these experts and everything doing analysis before the season starts and ranking, all right, I think this player is the number one running back on the board. Well, I think it's number two and it averages out to where, well, you know, seven out of eight say it's number one, so it's going to be number one overall. Mm-hmm. So... It's very much in that regard when we actually look at it. But again, end of the day, uh, this is going to come down to player skill. Uh, a lot of these teams can shift within the regular season as well because we do have access to being able to make trades not only with players but with the like unselected pool as well. So there's a lot that can change between now and the end of the season. Yep. And as we all know, Pokemon is also a game of RNG. So a lot can happen. You You can miss your... 70% accurate move that's going to lock up the game, and next thing you know, you're you're 0-2. Yep. So. so, ready to get started, y'all? I think so, man. Any any other yeah. beginning words before we get to it? We all good? Cool. Yep, let's all start. Okay, so. so... Um, introduce everyone's teams, right? Yeah. Yeah, so let's go with um, the first draft from Cotton Division. I would say this is not your... Um, you sh- not your typical. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait. Let me let me start off again. <laughs> okay, so this is our first um coach from Cotton Division. This is Baptist, um, coach of the Falls Church Critters, and I would say that this is your Lapras team. Um, your 
standard Lapras team in a draft league, but it's not your typical Lapras team. Then um, Pepe started off with first pick Lapras and then followed by the rest of the A tiers, B tiers and C tiers. You can see that this draft favors, um, has a lot of B tiers. Then the average base set total is 475. Um, it's leaning more towards attack. You can see more blue squares in attack. And then um, overall, the fastest mon is Noivern, and they are very middling speed tiers for all the mons. So this team seems to want to go um, Trick Room, and then sometimes if you want to go Tailwind, you will use Noivern. And let's move on to slide number two, and then we'll see the mons' abilities and the type chart. And the type chart is very important to show the common weaknesses of this team. Yeah, what do you think, Carter? So overall, I, I think this seems like pretty pretty okay i know i know you kind of mentioned that this is like your stereotypical lapras team um has a lot of things working for it but i think the the one big problem that i could see is like you like you mentioned is just like that middling speed tiers that like a lot of these pokemon have um granted you have you have different ways of working around that you do have tailwind on northern um you can do swift swim things with mantine if you like max your lapras and like, set up rain that way. So, like, there are different ways of going about that, but I think that's going to be this biggest problem looking at this team as a whole is you really are going to be behind on the speed game. To uh, piggyback off that, it's physically offensive, too, uh, which you don't expect out of a Lapras team. It's like Lapras teams, you're Dynamaxing your Lapras most of the time. Uh, outside of that, it's just like, what else does the team do besides Lapras things? It's like, GMAX Sandaconda is cool and all, but it's not something you're going to want to do all the time. Sandaconda's a better, just like, bulky ground type. You could also kind of Gigantamax your Machamp here, but that also doesn't do a whole lot. It's not as impactful as the Lapras is, so you, you feel pigeonholed into Dynamaxing Lapras all the time. Uh, and then the C tiers kind of leave a little bit desired, in my opinion. It feels like they kind of just got slapped on at the end. Um, Copperage is fine as a, like a pick, but I'm not sure what Farfetch'd uh, does for this team in general, and I'm not sure why they picked it. So, um, yeah, I think I'm kind of along the same basis of the middling speed tiers. However, what I would say is a lot of them share, you know, because they are the same speed tier, um, if Beppes is able to set up his speed control, um, either with Tailwind or Trick Room, um, then he knows that potentially his whole team has the same speed stat and can then either knows he's going first or last um, on a specific turn, which can be quite easy to um, like take stock of the board. He goes, right, Sandaconda's faster, so that means my Machamp's probably faster as well, for example. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a case of how well he can um, set up his speed control and then also how well he can take um, his defenses as well. Um, I noticed he's not very defensive team as well, so he needs, possibly is relying on the Lapras for those screens. Um, he could use other means, for example, iron defenses on Copperaja. Um, if he's got Amnesia somewhere, he can boost up special defense as well um so yeah but i think if he does get his speed control sorted um in game he can just run over yeah really um good points from everyone i feel like um 
Carter is right that there are some Dynamax options that seem to be so obvious um, in team preview. And then um, in terms of the type chart, I felt like um, a small gripe I have is like the lack of a fairy type mon. That will make the team particularly weak to fire and fighting and dark type enemies, right? And then also like the lack of a dark type mon, and then that might make this team weak to prankster moves. And then more importantly, a good switch into something like a max phantasm. So what um, Tweet says is okay, is correct. Like this team might really need the help of Lapras's screens, and then um, still try and find creative ways to press on in terms of offense. And one last small fun fact is that this team happens to have three Frisks mons. So that's quite cool. Uh, I didn't even notice that. You were, you were going to know <laughs> what items are on your opponent's team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anything else for you guys? Oh, let's talk about our rank, uh, ratings. So uh, the ratings you can see on screen will be Carter's rating followed by Carl followed by Sweet, followed by mine, and then that final average grade. Uh, I gave this team a little bit low because this team doesn't have that offensive pressure right off the bat, and it really does have to set up a tailwind or a trick room to get it, uh, get itself going. Um, I'm just at 6 here. Just a little bit better, just because Lapras Dynamax does a lot. Um, the screens are really, really good, and Lapras, if, as long as it's not getting completely blown out by like snarls or opposing screens lapras could still do a ton of damage in the gigantamax form so i have it at a six yeah i mean i'm again i'm a little higher than that even with like i think lapras is extremely scary and if you set up the team appropriately it can easily take over a game by itself um but like that's something that your opponent can read into and prep for and as a result you're kind of pigeonholed into either like do you prep lapras every week and like that's something you want out of your S tiers is this is a mon I can bring every week and it will always be good. And I'm not sure Lapras is like that exactly. Like it, I don't think it fits into that slot a hundred percent of the time where depending on what your opponent does have, there's a lot of times where you just actually can't bring it. So I don't think this is like top tier, but I think this team will do good. I think it will do better than, average yeah and i i agreed with carter giving it a seven as well just purely um one it's lapras as well um and he does have he does have threats he does have the Marowak, uh which can deal a ton of damage um with that bone club um yeah as well, if he's able to set up that trick room and, and he also has a gotharita which can be very annoying uh with evil light and shadow tag so mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, can... Yeah, and not forgetting like lightning rod on can be useful, I guess. So yeah, that's all for team number one. Let's move on to uh team number two. We have Sweet and the mischievous Morgrim. So this is another mascot pick. Um, the mascot pick earlier was Gorgeist. So yep. Sweet started off strong with a Togekiss first pick and then moved on to his mascot, Morgrim, and followed by uh, a, a fan favorite, right? Uh, Raichu and Gyarados. Overall, um, the average base stat is quite high, and um, there are, there's a lot of offense coming out from both attack and special attack, so that's good. And then there's, um, their mons are leaning more towards special defense. Uh, that could be useful. This team also has a lot of quirky but interesting C-tier picks. Yeah, what do you think, Carter? Uh, Cutter, right? Yeah. Then we can move on to slide two. 
Well, strictly because it's Swede, I'm going to give this team like a four off the bat. Uh, but like, if you actually look at it, um, I think Togekiss is extremely powerful. And being able to back that up with things like Morgrim and then being able to put on a ton of offensive pressure with Gyarados or even like Decidueye or Obstagoon, depending on the week. Like there's, there's a lot that this team can be able to do and being able to back it up with something like uh, Raichu to put on a ton of support pressure as well with Lightning Rod, Fake Out, all, you know, the entire suite of things that Raichu is able to do. I think it seems really solid to be a hundred percent honest. Um, I, I gave it. A, I ended up giving it a seven, and I think that could be a little low at the end of the day. Um, I like that the first the the, my, the things I looked at when I was ranking teams is like, okay, do your teams just kind of fit together? Do we have to do a lot of swapping and kind of mashing together to get them to work? And Sweet's team doesn't really have to do that. You can take Togekiss, Raichu, Gyarados, uh, Morgrim, and Decidueye, and just slap them all on a team and just pick one of your C tiers, and the team just fits together naturally um that's something that i really liked here you also just happen to have like obstagoon to play play against intimidate um and there's a lot of cool tools here with morgrim and raichu specifically so i ended up giving the team an eight overall just because i feel like it's versatile and it's dynamax targets and can just do a lot of cool things and not have to really work too terribly hard to make everything work yeah so when i was a uh drafting initially um i decided i would go for the either toga i was second pick so i'd ever get toga kiss or dragapult was in my head so um i ended up choosing between the two i thought well i'll have to take one anyway um but rounding out the team uh i picked a lot of evil lightmons uh and that was to keep my opponents guessing uh which ones are coming um i've already proven in the last season that i don't need evil light on morgrim um to do well with it so watch out for that one guys but yeah, well, I, I gave myself an eight. But yeah, nice. So. Uh good shout out on that. Um, unusually like large amount of not non fully evolved mons, right? And I think that's because our format has no restricted and no legendary mons, so the power levels are sort of consistent throughout. And I think your um mons with the evil light or even without the evil light can still do a lot of damage. And then there's always Morgulum always being very sneaky and making the team bulkier than usual. And I feel like there are a couple of, um, one small gripe I have is that there are a couple of repeat typings. So, like, um, Gyarados and Dokis, then let's say if Raichu goes down, then they'll be afraid of electric type attacks. Morgrim and Obstagoon, maybe fairy type attacks. Then Morgrim and Dokis, steel type attacks. So, you might have to um, play carefully and not fall prey to, um, you know, having to make unusual, like, switch outs. And that might be quite bad because the, the opponent can just steamroll with the correct uh, max moves. Yeah, that's all yep. we have. So let's move on to uh, team number three. C3. And this is Adam and the Texas Tyranitas. Also going straight with that mascot pick uh, on pick number one with the Tyranita. And then forming a very good wall around Tyranita with good mons to support it but what's curious is that this team does not have a sand rush uh, mon so it doesn't have a sand abuser and adam is one of the few uh, coaches that went for the double s tier picks this means that he has six c tiers and then um, it, like the question is whether these c tiers are good enough um, to hold their weight for the team or not because most of the time um, two of them are definitely going to come into the battle 
What do you think, Kato? You know, honestly, uh, I'm not sure. This is like a personal draft strategy. I'm not sure that double S is like ever worth it in this format. Um, I think it just lowers your power level of your team so much that I think it would take a lot to be able to uh, really efficiently use it. That being said, like we do have a bunch of things that work towards that that are beneficent uh, uh, off of that. You know, we have Amoongus plus Tyranitar, which is a very good core by itself, being able to uh, like redirect plus like Dragon Dance if you need to set up your Tyranitar. You could proc a policy with something like uh, like Absorb, I guess you could off of your Amoongus. Uh, the downside there is obviously Amoongus is slower, but that's fine because you know we also have a Trick Room mode with Orangaroo, which in and of itself is just fine because you have like a decent like trick room mode between like Tyranitar and Appleton. Um and like who who knows what Ditto ever is going to do. Um I think Ditto is it's either the best or worst mon and it all depends on what your opponent ends up bringing. Overall, I'm not I'm not convinced that uh triple dark type is going to be good. Especially when both of them, well, two of them are also water types as well. So, like, you're sharing a lot of weaknesses there. Uh, you know, we see three dark types here. We see three water types as well. Uh, as well as, like, another flying one. So, like, you're really weak to electric types. But I'm not convinced uh, that this team is not good. Uh, I also think Adam is an exceptional player. So, I think being able to pull this team together and make it function and work is going to be ultimately up to him yeah uh the double s tier picks i feel like the teams that pick those seem to struggle the most when it comes to look, looking for pokemon afterwards uh because you lose a lot of your power since you don't have any of the most of the a's and b's that some of these other teams have and you have to pull from a lot from the c's uh and i from what i see on this draft it's like a lot of the c's don't support enough uh, Appleton's kind of just, I played with Appleton a ton in like series two and three, trying to make it work and do its thing. And Appleton just lacks a lot of what you want out of some of your C tier pick, picks to do, especially if you have to pick six of them. Uh, like Carter said, Ditto is super reliant on your opponent to actually bring something for Ditto to actually abuse. Uh, and then there's the Crawdont Sharpedo thing here. And this is where I, Probably should have rated this team a little lower, uh, but I know that these two Pokemon can be powerful threats if they get set up properly. Speed Boost Sharpedo is very scary, and it can still do a lot of damage as a Dynamax target. And Adaptability Crawdont is something I played with before, and it is it still hits like a truck. Even in, like if you get Trick Room set up, Crawdont's going to hopefully under speed and just take over games. And that's kind of why it's still at a seven for me. Um, there's options here that he can use and take over games with, but it's going to require a lot of actual skill to get the most out of this team. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing to note that um, Adam does actually have a Sand user uh, in Dog Trio um, with Sand Veil vale and Sand Force. Um, and Dog Trio is pretty fast already. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not Sand Rush, but um, it can make use of the Sand at, at least. Um, I gave it a six. Um, I think it's quite top heavy as well uh, with the two S tier picks and Inteleon. Um, Inteleon does really well into removing any of Tyranitar's um, kind of threats as well. Um, I feel um, it can also hit Gashadon. 
So there we go. <laughs> I'm um, actually, I'm really what, curious what this I... team does if they run into like Rillaboom. So if like... they run into Rillaboom, you uh, go into Among Us and just uh, wreck them. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> the lack of uh, Max Airstream, I think, is going to hurt Adam. Um, Intelling does get access to Airslash. Um, and knock towers, mm-hmm. it's stab flying. Um, so I think uh, it's gonna, it may lead to speed war quite easily. Um, but we do have the trick room um, mode with, I think, well, Rangru definitely gets it. Um, I think I don't that's think it. Gets it. I think that's it, yeah. Yeah. So if he's I able, to, he's, if he's able yeah. to, yeah, if he's able to get the trick room, um, it can do very well. Um, but overall, I don't think that. Um, there's too many threats. There's too many fighting threats. There's too many um, fairy threats um, against this team. I feel, and they're going to be, and fairy's going to be a common type in, mm. and then people may pack a fighting move, like a brick break, usually for screens and stuff, um, which can hurt a lot of these ones as well. So, yeah, maybe maybe it does it. Maybe it can make use of the sand. Um, he may want to trade as well. If there's if there's Pokemon um, in the pool, he can trade up as well. So we we'll see. Um, what he wants to do with that. Yeah, so I'm going to write off that um, massive fighting weakness, right? They have five months weak to fighting and then four months weak to fairy. Uh, the four months weak to bug don't really matter that much, but personally, I'll be on edge if I was asked to pilot this team in a draft league because all of the shared weaknesses makes it very difficult to um, switch in or position my wands well. There are a lot of gripes I have for this team. No fairy, no dragon, no fake out, no tailwind. Uh, no intimidate, then um, like very weak to electric, and then no lightning rod, and then um, repeat weaknesses, no, repeat water and dark mons. Um, I think this is the team with the most uh, repeated typings within the same team. So I think Adam really needs to get very creative to try and uh, like conquer each week's matchup, come up with like strange, like interesting packs that sort of can. Um, keep your, get your, catch your opponent off guard and try and win games because ultimately you're trying to win a best 2 out of 3. Maybe something like uh, Among Us plus Scope Lens uh, Focus Energy Intellion that could be interesting or something with uh, Sharpedo that can catch your opponent off guard. Then one last thing to know is that the Ditto really needs to be extremely well used and if not then it's going to be a sort of a waste of a draft pick and then you can pick something better to fill in your type synergy mm-hmm. so with that let's move on to the next team so this is our fourth coach Papi Kantan and a very interesting team name Tori not Serena with the uh, Serena as his mascot so starting off super strong with that Cinderace followed by Serena and Swampert uh, to form that fire water grass core this team has a lot of physical attackers, as you can see from the attack side. The base stat total is pretty average. Um, then you can see that the special attack is very lacking. So uh, Alcremie is sort of like the only special attacking mon, uh, and then Swampert sometimes. So if we move on to um, the next slide, the um, I, I guess the type synergy is okay. And 16 types, the most um, number of types that a coach had, had ever drafted in our league would be uh, 16. And then Papi Kantan has drafted 15, so it's not too bad. What do you think, Carter? 
I think this seems really interesting on, on like, surface value. I know you mentioned that it is very physically offensive, um, but, like, not every mod on this team is a physical threat when you actually look at it. Uh, when you look at things like Serena, it can be offensively uh, threatening, but at the same time, it's very much a support mon. Same with, like, Aerodactyl. It can put on a ton of pressure, but it also sets Tailwind and, you know, has unnerved, so your opponent just can't use utilize their berries if that is something they're using. Um, they do also have, like, an interesting trick room mode here with, like, Bronzor, which I think is actually pretty underrated. Um, Greedent is also pretty good. We don't have Redirection on this team, though. So, like, Setting up a, like, belly drum on Greedent is going to be a little more difficult. Um, we do have, looks like, one fake-out user with Weavile, so, like, not impossible to get up. But, I, overall, I think this seems pretty good if you can avoid Intimidate, but I also think Intimidate is one of the best abilities in, like, Draft League, and you also know when it's going to come. So, doing something like Special Swampert is an option that you can go into every week. Um, you can also just, like, ignore Intimidate and just do decorate things with Alchemy and hope that's good enough. So, I think it's fine. Um, I think it leaves a little to be desired, but at the end of the day, I think this team can do very well if you just, like like you said earlier, Evan, if you just hand this team to someone else, I think a, like, okay pilot of a team would be able to put pilot this team to good ratings. Agreed. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, that powerful Firewater Grass Core is there. That's a very solid strategy to have. Um, I feel like the Bronzor pick actually just kind of just like, they got suckered into it because there was no real good steel type picks left when they went and picked Bronzor. Uh, I know as I was, because I was looking at the draft and I was looking at Bronzor and doing a lot of math for Bronzor and it's it leaves a lot to be desired. It is not a Bronzong. It is It takes hits and doesn't take them very well still, even after Eviolite. Um, but you don't really need to worry about these any of these C picks because you just have a strong six month core right at the very front here with your A S's, A's, and B's. Like you don't ever have to even bring any of these C's to actually just play in your draft league. Um one of the things I was noticing, I was looking through the types and it's just like there's this really big rock weakness, and I was just kinda of wondering where it was at, and I just realized it's just like Aerodactyl and Weavile and just like all these other random Pokemon are just like just get hit by rock types and I'm noticing that's a trend with a lot of these teams is there's a lot of just rock weaknesses in general on a lot of these teams um but I I'm kind of jealous because they picked up Swampert before I could get a hold of it um but uh I ended up getting I ended up getting my own water ground uh fish so we're fine but um I ended up getting this eight I think this team's got a lot of tools and if it's piloted well then it'll be an easy top cut team if you just play correctly and hopefully remember all your speed tiers. Yeah, I ended up giving it a seven mostly because of it being physically offensive. Um, in my view, Alcremie's not really a special attacker. Doesn't get access to a lot of um, coverage moves. I think you get like energy ball and possibly. Um, a psychic move of some sort as well. Um, but overall, with I feel like if I was going up against this team, I'd be like, right, okay, I can I can just set up reflect and be fine. And if I can deal with Alcremi with decorate, I'm I'm gonna have a good time basically. So I I gave it a little bit lower because of that. 
Um, Carter touched on the um, the rock weaknesses of a lot of these teams. Now, um, I kind of made the rock weaknesses redundant. A lot of our teams didn't draft a rock type. Um, so props to well, Adam and Pappy so far, because they've got two rock types. <laughs> but uh, we're not going to see a lot of rock threats um, in the two drafts um, overall. So I kind of discounted um, a lot of teams having rock rock weaknesses um in my view saying that though um if you know papi's got you know huge ton of pressure if he can get if he can play around screens if he can get rid of screens for brick break pretty sure um we've got a few brick brick mons um in his in his team as well so he can deal with the screens if it gets set up um and just being able to try and play around intimidate as well um we've also seen special cinderace so there we go <laughs> as well um so it's a, it's an option um it also gets like i think it gets electric um coverage on its special side as well so um another cheese move what? for uh libero electro yeah ball. it gets elect electro web ball electro ball and yeah, yeah both, electro both, ball, I think both it, electro yeah. Web and electro ball and yeah, one gets... more thing that um yeah one more thing that might uh improve like this intimidate spam right from opponents might be uh coaching on cinderace so i, I feel like cinderace would be the star of this team with Libero com- covering a lot of uh, important stat moves that Puppy might need. And I find it like such a pity that Puppy didn't choose Cinderace as his mascot because he mains Cinderace on Unite as well. And ultimately, he chose <laughs> Serena. And um, I feel like the yeah the coaching Cinderace is going to do wonders. So yeah, that's all for team number four. And let's move on to team five, Flair. And the Italian Incineroars, uh, picking Incineroar on his first pick. Uh, I think I want to preface that I helped Flair uh, draft his draft. And he gave me a top 10 list of all his mons. So most of the mons here are all from his list. So I started with uh, Incineroar, Milotic, and Rotomo, uh, Firewater, Grass, Core. And then I think I sniped Puppy from uh, his Bronzong. Or maybe Puppy just didn't have enough points. Then I tried to... Um, add a lot of good tools for Flair's team to come up with an overall um, balanced team with a lot of bulk because that's what he told me. The first thing he uh, wanted me to draft is that he wants his team to be pretty bulky and I hope I did a good job for that. What do you think, Carter? I think that the the upper tier bonds on this team are it, it, like very, very good. Uh, Incineroar, as we know, is one of the probably the best VGC Mon of all time. Um, it, it just is able to do so much and is able to be utilized in a hundred different ways that I think that uh, it by itself is just single-handedly boosts every team. That being said, I feel like this team's lower-end picks are pretty lacking. Um, like, coughing is okay. Like, when, when you need coughing to do something, it does it fine but the problem is, is it's not exceptionally bulky even with an evilite and it's exceptionally slow as well same same can be said for like sligu i don't like i know it, it's based at it's like 420 something but even still it's not that much better with an evilite and I, I just i think the the c tier picks here does it leave a little too much to be asked that i think it doesn't do enough with the other six to make up for it so ended up giving it a six. I think it's fine. Uh, end of the day, I think it will be able to do its thing occasionally, but I'm not sure exactly how often it's going to be able to do that thing. Yeah. 
Uh, I also ended up giving it a six. My big issue was speed control in general. Um, your most of your Pokemon are in that seventies to eighties range, like your slower ones being Incineroar, Sligu, and Bronzo- Bronzong and Coughing. But like outside of that, like if you're up against, you have to like time your Trick Room really well because if you're against an opposing Trick Room team that happens to have access to Tailwind, then you're not winning the speed game in any way, shape, or form because they can just swap, switch, swatch whichever one they want to do. Um, the other thing is, it's like this team feels like it's lacking Dynamax targets. Um, like Dynamax Milotic's fine. I've Dynamax Road on Mo. Um, Knight of Queen, you can Dynamax. I'm not sure how often you want to do that. Uh, we all know Knight of Queen's uh, offensive power prowess is not the greatest. Uh, sheer Force is what makes Knight of Queen great, and you can't Dynamax your Sheer Force mana and get away with it most of the time. Um, however, the support tools is what keeps me interested in this team. Rubombi's great. Uh, Sock is something just kind of just like this cool hidden thing. Uh, so I also end up giving it a 6. It's good, but not over-the-top great. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agreed with a, a lot of points being said there as well. Um, there's a lot of good things, but um, together as a team, I don't find it um, a lot of offensive pressure. So it's going to be how Flair pilots the team and is able to potentially either just chip down. Um, the team's going to he's going to have to do kind of long battles, in my view, um, and kind of just outplay the opponent a lot. Um, so he's going to have to have some good skill there doing that, uh, which I'm sure he can do. Um, also, one big thing, he has a big ground weakness um as well and max quake is pretty good into this team there's a lot of special mons here as well so um you know rotomo is going to be redundant although it does avoid the max quake but you can just max quake the other target uh most um, of the time as well i will point out though that a lot of his ground weaknesses also have levitate yeah so you, you have bronzong and coughing so that four ground weaknesses like it's an illusion. two and a half kind of yeah <laughs> It's it's all an illusion. It's yeah. just like there's levitate on coughing and, and bronzong, so your foreground weakness is technically only two yeah. if you just want it to be that way. But so, it might not. Uh, yeah, you might play the mind game with that then, but he's technically still could have other abilities yeah. and still have the four weaknesses. So. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a very interesting point about Max Quick. So, it's like having you uh, levitate on your team will make your opponent sort of think twice whether to really just go for Max Quick on that slot or not. So I think the Levitate Mons might be interesting pickups. So overall, good points in terms of the tools that this team has and maybe a lack of Dynamax options. And also, uh, what Sweet said, a uh, lack of reliable Max Airstream Mon or maybe some Mon that can go for Tailwind. So I feel like uh, Flare can make some trades along the way during the lead. So let's move on to Team 6. This is... Tanner and the Georgia Grookies. Uh, apparently, this logo is his placeholder logo that he used on Microsoft Paint. Some people think it's very glorious. So, Tanner I think it's perfect. That... <laughs> so, Tanner started with that um, Rillaboom, very strong first pick. And then, um, I feel like he built a lot of mons covering Rillaboom's weakness, if you think about it. So, it's quite interesting. And then, um, uh, the once again, like the attack stat, uh, a lot of mons seem to be physical attackers, and maybe only Gashiron would be the special attacker, and maybe sometimes special Lucario. So Tanner has to sort of watch out for that. Then the other picks um, in the C tier are 
a little bit questionable, especially with that Drift Bloon and that Kokorok. But I do see some interesting combinations here. What do you think, Carter? So I know I know you mentioned the the Crocorock, but I actually really like it just because it can add a little bit of bulk with Eviolite. Worst case scenario, you can slap a Focus Sash on it and intimidate on the way in, switch out and intimidate on the way out as well, and just like be able to get it that way. Um, a, a mon that I'm really high on in this format, and we'll talk about this later too, um, is Thievel. Just being able to have Unburden next to Grassy Surge here on Rillaboom, I think is going to be very important. Um, and another mod that I'm really high on is Darmanitan, both forms of it, just because it can put out so much pressure offensively, but typically with Darmanitan, you're trading one for one most of the time, so it really depends on how much you're getting out of your one shot with Darmanitan versus what your opponent's able to do afterwards. Um, you know, we have we have Drifloon here. It can get, like, okay speed. 134. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, after after Unburdened, it's okay. It's not the best. You, I, I feel like you're really going to have to watch out for, like, Aftermath and just be able to predict it. Um, but, like, like you also mentioned, it doesn't have a lot of special attackers. But I, I think that the, the ones that it does have with Gastron and Lucario when you need it to be are very powerful. So, ended up giving it an 8. I'm pretty I'm pretty high on this team. I think it's good. I think that the tools it has can be utilized pretty well. It just depends on how well he plays it. Like Carter said, Thievel with Unburdened with the Grassy Surge, with you put a Grassy Stone on this thing, it probably survives a lot more of the physical hits that you, than you think it would. Um, Rillaboom overall is just a force to be reckoned with in Draft League. It's got so many tools and things it can do at any given point, especially now that we get to Gigantamax it and do G-Max Drone Solo and just ignore redirection and whatnot. Um, there's also, like, beat-up things for this Lucario, which is something to think about. Um, Lucario, it means you have an extra Dynamax, essentially. If Rillaboom doesn't turn out to be good, you can just max your Lucario, and Lucario can just take over a game that way. Um the thing that keeps this team from being over the top is its C-tier picks and the fact that we have, like, four weaknesses to fairy and the Pokemon we... our steel type we drafted is neutral to fairy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's like... That's like... We don't have a ton of ways to deal with the opposing fairy types other than hitting it with Lucario. And... I, does Darmanitan get Iron Head? I don't think it does. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. It does? Okay, cool. Okay, that's fine. Also, okay, is cool. boosted by sheer force. So, cool. like, um, so that that's one way you can deal with it. Your one fire type, we has to pull pull double duty and deal with all the fairies, and it should be fine. But like, like the C tiers are the big down, a big pull for me is just like you have a decent team between your S's and your B's, um, and then it's just like your C's don't help your team too terribly much. And it's kind of hard. It's just like, do you play Dugtrio or do you play Crocorock? Do you play Gastrodon or do you play Crocorock? You have three ground types there. So there's a lot of shared weaknesses on those. So that's why it's an eight. It could, I thought if there were half points, this would probably be a seven and a half. But I don't have half, so I just rounded up. And it was, it was fine. Yeah, I ended up giving it a, a six in my view. Um, you touched on the fairy weakness, but also... There is three flying weaknesses and no resists. So Max, it has no switch into a Max Airstream, which is very um, concerning for me, in my point of view. Um, he does have a lot of good options, of course. Um, you know, you've got Rillaboom uh, for speed-wise. He's got, you know, priority 
it's got the unbur- two unburdened mons um, if he wants as well. Um, and also a choice scarf um, looking like it could be on about three or four of these mons in my view. Um, so yeah, he's got, he's kind of got like different, a different style of speed option um, as opposed to your standard trick room tailwind um in my view but i think it's again it's one of those um it's a harder team to pilot um maybe he might want to make a few switches um throughout the season um to maybe kind of shore up a couple of those weaknesses and maybe get a little bit more reliable speed control in my view yeah fantastic points from everyone this is exactly what i wrote down massive um max airstream weakness without a good switch in and then from carl a lot of repeat piping so the um, Tanner will almost always want to like um, choose one out of the two, right? Like Gastrodon, Dark Trio, and then Thievo, Kokorok. So it might be interesting to try and pilot. And um, one last thing I want to say is that this team still has very useful tools. Uh, Fake Out Intimidate, it does have a beat-up option for that Lucario. And then I think Unburdened Drifloon might be cool with Willowisp and Tailwind. Uh, but I'm not sure if these are the most reliable mons to help support the team. So that's all for Team 6. So right now we have Team 7, Pokert. Uh, no team name yet, but in my opinion, a very, very strong draft with very high value picks out of these very low tiers. Then there's Dragapult and Volcarona is like sort of the first two picks to sort of form the backbone of the team with a very strong Dynamax option and good redirection. And then one thing to note, this team has the highest base stat total of the whole league at 519. The next highest is 515, and the lowest is 432. So there's a huge difference here in terms of bulk and power level, and I feel like this team really has bulk. It's an epitome of a good staffs team. Uh, what do you think, Carter? I think that seems really interesting. Um, Carl and I were you know, talking about it a little bit last night, and he's like, man, I don't think Avalug is like, all that great i'm like dude that thing is impossible to kill you know with base like 184 defense it's just ice table it's impossible (laughs) to body uh you slap an assault vest on this thing dynamax it and it will it will clean up games um like like you mentioned we do have dragapult we have redirection so we can like do dragon dance things um does crocodile get any setup moves does it get like swords dance dragon dance anything like that he only gets like bulk up. Okay. I don't say it's like bulk up's the one I know of. Like that's not the worst option. Uh like obviously getting that defense boost is pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Um you can also yeah. do like weakness policy tentacruel things and have like bulldoze here. So like there there's a lot of really interesting options on this team. Um originally I think I had this team as an eight and I I kinda got talked down to a seven after looking at it a little more. I think that if this team is able to do its thing it is going to run away with games. Yeah, that's the big thing about this team. It's like, if it gets to do the thing, it's going to run the table. It, Dragapult does that in VGC, and it's going to do the, it does that in drafting, too. If Dragapult gets to do its thing, most of these games are over before you can get through Dragapult's Dynamax. Um, and then there's some cool synergies, like we mentioned, Bulldoze with Tentacruel and things like that. Uh, my big issue is, it's just like, when you have Dragapult on your team, everyone specs to outspeed Dragapult. So you're going to have to play that speed control game and it's going to be a little bit harder because that forces you into Dynamaxing Dragapult so you can do your max airstream thing. And 
I feel like if you're getting pigeonholed in a maxing dragapult every time, then that makes you very predictable, and it can lead to opponents being able to me essentially metagame your team. Um, that's why I'm at a 7. You could talk me up to an 8 or a 9 probably pretty easily. Uh, I know Poker is a very good player, and if we were taking player skill into account, this could be an easy 9 or a 10. But just looking at the team itself, uh, being pigeonholed into maxing Dragapult every game is going to be something you try to want to try to maybe avoid. Uh, so that's going to probably put a little bit of strain on where your power is. Yeah, I think um, I went for an 8, basically because of the... Talking about the speed kind of options there, like Dragapult only gets physical flying moves. Um, so if you're having to Dynamax that to get your airstreams. But he does have a couple of interesting options um, for speed control again. Um, you've already mentioned the Bulldoze. He also has um, String Shot as well. Um, I'm pretty sure Volcarona gets String Shot. Um, yeah. um, and then Skarmory as a Stab Flying type. Um, so he does have a couple of options there. Um, I do like... I, I really like his team of rule. Um, I just think, again, it's one of those... It's a lot of, um, like, again, like, there is some special. Um, like, Volcarona could be really, like, you can take over a game of Volcarona as well if if they think, oh, it's just going to be a support set. But no, I have um, Quiver Dance and then Overheat, boom, you're dead um, kind of thing. So if, if the if the opponent kind of kind of guesses right with um, what what team Poker's going to bring. But, I mean, you can say that for any game, really, can't you, if you guess what team. But, um if you're able to take out the kind of the top five, top four or five mods pretty well, you're not going to have too much trouble with the bottom ones. They're very bulky, but you can play around them. Um, again, intimidate, spam. They're, they're all susceptible to intimidates um, as well as at, at the bottom, I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, there's that kind of side as well. Um, the weaknesses wise, though, is very good. A very good sap um, kind of weaknesses wise. Um, three ground weaknesses, but again, one immunity. But yeah, there's not not too much. He's uh, got a good mix of um, physical and special to not worry too much about the max quakes coming in. Uh, but overall, very solid team. Uh, I gave that an eight. Um, and yeah, we'll see how. Yeah, uh, very good does. point. Very good points overall. And you can see that my score here is ten because he's my uh, the favorite, my favorite team of the whole league. And then uh, one small thing to note is collecting 16 total types. Uh, that's very impressive because there's only 18 types in the whole of Pokemon. And one small gripe I have would be that this team might be slightly weak to Trick Room. But I feel like the inherent bulk and the various um, options to prop a weakness policy and then go with uh, good damage or even spread damage would make me less worried about playing this team in Trick Room. And I feel like a lot of these mons can also have the option to Dynamax or uh, try to be support, right? Like even Dragapult or Jolteon can be support mons. And I think the flexibility of this team is what's going to make it good. Yeah, let's move on to uh, Team 8. This is Wendell. Wendell came into LRL because of our multi-battle league together with NJ. And he's um, piloting the Atlantic City Apple Cause because he has a Flapple and an Eflin drafted. Uh, one of the rare uh, C-tier extended mons that are uh, drafted in our league. And then there's actually a triple fairy and triple dragon core. And I feel like this is quite tough to break. So this seems to be a pretty strong team. What do you think, Carter? 
I think, looking at this on face value, um, I think it leaves a little bit to be desired. Um, this is another one that I, I kind of got talked up in. Originally, I think I had this as a five, but I think it has it has tools that can be useful. You can do Grimstar things week in and week out. Um, and I think that's really what you want out of your, your, S, your S-tier bonds is something that you can consistently bring every week regardless of what your opponent has. Uh, granted, you also have Togetic here, so like you do have some form of redirection. Uh, you have Dereladon, so you don't care about your opponent's redirection. Uh, obviously, you can pair that with like Grimstar and do fake tears and just blow them up as well. Uh, G-Max Kingler is something that I have tried in the past, and I want to be really good. And I think in a draft league setting, it could actually take over. The, the big problems I do have with this team is I feel like the lower tier Mons, once again... Just leave a lot to be desired. I've tried Ryan in at least one season, and it, I never brought it. It, it might have just been that it never lined up for what I needed it to do, but it was just a mon that I felt consistently underwhelmed with, and I really don't know what Applin is going to do here. Like, I, <laughs> I just really don't think it does anything of importance. So I, I could be wrong. I, I would love to be wrong. I would love to see a Dynamax Applin on the other side of the field and get blown up by it. Um, I also gave it a 6. Um, mainly because this team is like super reliant on the dragon types that you have of Duraladon and Flapple to kind of just deal your damage most of the time. Uh, you Which you have the great support of Grimstar, Altovatic, and... Um, you have lightning rod to keep your Kingler alive if that's your strat if that's your strategy for right with Rhydon. But uh I feel like the steel and fairy weaknesses you have, which both of them are very common typings, are just going to be a little too much for, for like for you to handle. Because your S tier pick is weak to both steel and fairy, if you bring that, it puts strain on the fact that you also probably want to bring Togetic, and you also probably want to bring Duraladon, and you also probably want to bring Flapple and try to do all these damages with all of the, with your Duraldon, Kingler, Flapple core, and you're just going to probably just leave a little bit to be desired. Um, that's why it's a six. It's just, it just it's cool, but it just doesn't do enough even with screens up. Yeah, I, I gave it a seven. Um, I do feel like I can be a lot of threats. Um, on, the op- on the flip side of um, the Rhydon um, tale, I took Rhydon uh, season... Two, I think, um, and I had a little bit of success of it, um, mainly because I had mons that were weak to lightning. Um, there's only two mons um, in Wendell's team here is weak to lightning, so I don't think that you're not really wanting to throw a lightning move into Togetic anyway, because you just want to hit. You can just hit it with any super effective move, and it's going to be bulky, um, and it's going to take a, it's going to take a hit from any sort of move anyway. Um, with the follow me, um, so the only really one is Kingler, but um, you know you you can hit it with a, a grass move as well, and that covers the ride on as well in my view. Um, so it's not really wanting to, it's not uh, yeah, it's a little bit out of place in the C tier picks uh, with the ride on in my view. Um, but maybe maybe Wendell has a plan for it. Um, but I do see again, it's again it's more yeah, like you say, it's top heavy. So if you can take care of the top four mons in Wendell's team, um, you should be able to have a relatively comfortable time um, closing out uh, the rest of the team here, in my view. 
Yeah, very interesting points overall. I feel like the airplane is just a fancy uh, mascot pick and I do respect that. And Apple Core sounds like a very cool team name. And good points with the, you know, steel weaknesses. So I feel like Rapidash and Rhydon might have to put in a lot of work to ward off all these steel types. And then one last thing to note is that Rhydon doesn't get solid rock, un unlike um, Rhyperior. So uh, to me, I'm on the I'm on Carter's side of the coin. I feel like Rhydon might not be the best pick uh, in draft overall. Yeah, so I feel like this also this team also has um like lacks reliable ways to go fast and it almost always wants to try and set up trick room. And sure like Grimmsnow can go for um Thunder Wave, but that might not be the most consistent strategy. So let's move on to team number nine. So this is G Beats and the Sudden Belly Slow Bros with Slow Bro uh, as the mascot. Together with a good fire water grass core, and this is our resident sun team throughout the whole league uh, in both divisions. So we only have one sun team uh, drafted, and this is with Venusaur and Nine Tails. I feel like it makes sense because Venusaur and Toko are double S, and that's a bit too expensive. What do you think, Carter? So um, I want to say it was Howard who reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, what do you think of taking?" Uh, Venusaur Ninetales. I mean, uh, of uh, Venusaur Torkoal. I'm like, alright, first off, double S tier, <laughs> I think, is a trap. Second off, I'm not sure Venusaur is actually worth it. Uh, granted, you do have a lot of support here for it with Ninetales, and you have Klefki, so you have Prankster Sunny Day. So, like, if you're able to do Venusaur things, it is absolutely insane. I also absolutely love Ninetales. Uh, it is a mon that carried me very, very far in Season 1 of Draft League, where I had it and Vileplume and just put my opponents to sleep. Now you get to do that, except with Venusaur as well. Um, you also have Moxie and Intimidate here on Salamance. There's just a lot to like on this team. It, you have a slow mode with uh, Porygon. Like, Eviolite Porygon is still really bulky. It's no P2, but it's still really bulky. Um... I believe Klefki also gives Rain Dance, so you can technically do, okay. like, uh, Swift Swim Armaldo things as well. Granted, it's not going to be that fast, but it is going to be something that your opponents have to think about going in. Um, I really, really like this team. Uh, I also like this team a lot. Uh, I gave it an 8 because the weather teams technically never trend very well in draft leagues. Mainly because a lot of these draft leagues always have Dynamax. And Dynamax makes setting up weather and keeping weather very, very difficult. Uh, any The fact that any Pokemon on your opponent's team can Dynamax and then change the weather to sand, hail, rain. Means that you lose your speed control that you worked so hard setting up with with Ninetales Venusaur. And just... Makes then you have to switch out and then you're behind and you lose pressure and have to set it back up and do all that. Uh, Klefki gets to kind of avoid all that with Prankster, uh, Sunny Day, and Rain Dance, but um, I don't know if it's enough. A lot of the times, um, a good, well-timed taunt in the Klefki from your own Prankster Mon or just any kind of fake out is going to interrupt that if that's your goal. Um, I feel like Salamence here is the big carry besides your Sun Team though. Um, it definitely is going to make your opponent second guess whether they want to uh, try and focus on beating Sun or focus on beating Salamence. Uh, the one downside is that 
Venusaur and Celements are both weak to ice. And uh that that's just like a big a big problem for me because those are mostly your Dynamax targets on this team. I wanna I wanna piggyback on that for half a second. Uh not only are they both weak to ice, but they're also weak to rock because Venusaur is not gonna be able to get to do its thing when uh you have Max Rockfall on the other side and obviously Salamans can't stand it. So yeah. there there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that work against both of those together. Yeah, um, I also give it an eight. Um, I think it's just a solid team um, overall. You, you know, you have weather setters um, with you know the nine tails. You got the Klefki, so you can. And you mentioned the Swift Swim, so I'm glad you mentioned that as well because I was going to pick that up. <laughs> um, although Armado only being like what 45 speed anyway, it's going to be yeah. you know you can use it. You can use it in Trick Room or you can go fast with it in the rain. Yeah. So you do have the option there. Um, which is pretty nice. Um, two trick room setters as well, really good. Um, you know, got all the classics, you know, Intimidate, Prankster, Screens. Um, Slowbro, bulky water type. Um, what more do you want from Slowbro? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it, I think overall he's done a really good job. A couple of the C tiers, um, I do question, like Dridagon um, and Hitmonchan, but they do have tools um, that could be can be used as well so overall um very solid um happy enough if if that team was given to me and said go play with that for a week i I wouldn't complain yeah overall good points and i feel like some of the picks here are good value picks picking up nine deals over toko klefki over greens now and then himonchan over Hitmon b all a tier below and i feel like this team doesn't have a tailwind but it certainly has that decent trick room mode, like what Sweet said, with both trick room setters. And then that constant threat of a G-Max Venusaur going fast, going for Sleep Powder, or G-Max Fine Lash. And um, yeah, that's all I have. Like, I think, and I also like the logo. Uh, the Slowbro <laughs> is very cute. So moving on to Team 10. This is Grubby and the Trixie Toxins with Toxtricity as like the mascot. And to me, this is sort of a hard trick room team um, with Drift Blim as the option of going fast. And this team almost always wants to set up trick room. And you can see from the defense and special defense that this team seems to be uh, pretty bulky, especially with that Mudsdale and Escavalier. What do you think, Carter? I think it's it's fine. Uh, obviously, you have Ndidi Drift Blim, which is pretty, pretty great. Um, I'm a big fan of the Balloon. Unfortunately, though, uh, Driftblim not being on terrain, this is something that came up a couple weeks ago for laddering. Um, Driftblim being not on psychic terrain means that it still gets got by priority taunt, which is something that you can prep if you're if you know you have it drafted, but not every team's gonna have access to that. Um, I also think like the lower tier mons here are pretty weak. Um, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Grappelocked. I personally don't really care for Flareon. Um, Rapidash. It was on my main team when I played through the game, but I don't ever remember it actually doing anything. So, like, uh, Scraggy, I actually really do like uh, for very similar reasons to why uh, I like Crocorock earlier. Just being able to get one to two Intimidates off with it is good enough. 
that, that's literally what you need it to do. It doesn't matter what else it's able to do. Um, I, I think this seems very reliant on getting Trick Room up with Slowking plus Indeedy. But outside of that, it doesn't have the greatest forms of speed control. Obviously, you have Drift Limb, but like when you're looking at your your next best speed being base seventy five, mm-hmm. outside of Indeedy and you know Drift Limb and like Rapidash, you're pretty lackluster in that department. So, I think I think it's fine. I think it's very reliant on having its form of speed control up, and if it's able to do that, it can just run away with games. Yeah, like we mentioned earlier, the speed control is going to be the issue. It's just like you drafted the the fast mode of like Indeedy Drift Blim, but then you didn't really commit to playing the fast mode is what it feels like. It's just like about halfway through, we just started to grab slower mods and play Trick Room and things like that, but we don't have anything that actually takes advantage of Tailwind or just like Drift Blim's overall unburdened uh, nonsense. Uh, like you mentioned, the C tiers leave a lot to be desired. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of our four times weaknesses we have here of Escavalier and Doxtricity and no real way to protect them. Like if we had a way to guarantee rain or like a way, like a, like a multiple ground immunities for this Doxtricity, I'd feel fine. But we never want to switch this Drift Bloom out because then we lose our unburden. So if you if you've Drift Bloom's in the back and you've already used your Psychic Seed for your unburden, you're gonna kind of feel bad switching like having to switch it in for Toxtricity to avoid a Quake. Um, the other big issue is just like Mudsdale. Mudsdale feels more like a liability on this team than anything else, just because of its water, grass, ice weaknesses that kind of get doubled up by covering for things like Driftbloom and uh, Flareon. And it's just, I'm not the biggest fan of what we're trying to do here. Our threats don't line up the greatest, in my opinion, as like Dynamax threats. It's like, like Carter said, you have to have your speed control up for this team to do its thing. If your opponent just somehow gets the speed control back in their favor, your team's just not going to do anything. Yeah, so I I actually gave it a little bit higher um, than the, the two hosts. I gave it an eight overall. Uh, I think that overall it's pretty solid. Um, I like I kind of like the C tier picks actually. I like Rapidash, physical fairy type. A lot of people prepping for fairy types usually tend to think special and go that. It's, it's, and also with um, psychic, so it can catch a few people off guard. Also, with not a lot of people using it, not people have to kind of learn how to play against it as well. Um, and it's pretty fast, so you can I can see it being ran in a hard trick room team because I think Rapidash gets trick room itself, if I remember rightly. Um, also, with um, the Drifflin thing, Drifflin has other abilities as well as Unburdened. Yes, Unburdened is probably the best one, but in, in a solid trick room team, you might want to go for a flare boost. Um, as well, you can run mid speed drift limb and still do okay with it in my mind. Um, Toxicity is G Max move as well. Um, if you can get it off, it can <laughs> it can just ruin games. Um, if you get a double double power, um, or even just one power on the right mon, you're you're set up for success in my mind. So, um, and the Mudsdale, I quite like the Mudsdale actually. Um, it having access to ground and steel moves um, can bolster up the defenses. So if you know you can get Trick Room off 
turn one, for example, you can't just go ahead Dynamax the Mudsdale and just set up your defense and just try and outbulk um, the enemy team, in my mind. Um, but yeah, but a few a few options. Um, I like the speed control. I like the redirection and DD. And um, yeah, I, I think it, I think it's gonna do. I think it's gonna do okay uh, overall. I think I think Sui is respecting the Indeed because he lost to an Indeed with trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, overall, we, we I feel like Indeed is just a <laughs> Indeed is just a good centerpiece of that team, and Grubby really uh went straight for it in pick number one, and Grubby is uh, player number ten, so Indeed going so late uh is very good and a very very good pickup there, and then good points with the you know, reliance of going for a trick room. And then I also want to say that this toxicity is interesting for this team. It has good synergy because it's able to switch in to a few good moves like uh, switch into electric, grass, bug, and fairy uh, that the rest of the team have weaknesses to. And I think Carl's also right that this team sort of lacks uh, rain in some sense to get that Escavalier going. So maybe uh, that Stoking can come with an option of rain dance. And I also tried to look for a way to proc Drift Blim's weakness policy, and I finally found it. It was Graflock with Sucker Punch, but then again, I'm, I'm not sure it might be the most reliable or not. Yeah, so let's move on to uh, team number 11. All right, uh, team number 9, uh, the Sun team just now, this is the highest ranked team for this uh, division, and we'll go through the rest of the rankings in an overall pitch later. So let's move on to Team 11 on Iowa with the South Omaha Skuntanks with a very quirky logo with Skuntank as the mascot that's very uh, unorthodox. Then riding off of this Primarina, Talonflame and Hydreigon, uh, first three picks, I think that seems to be very strong. And overall, drafting pretty solid mons. You know, there's no uh, NFE mons, so I feel like these mons sort of are able to pull their weight and maybe come up with some interesting Dynamax options. What do you think, Carter? I like Skunk Tank. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I remember when we did the Monotype League, when I took the Dark Types, I'm just Thanks. like, I really want to do something with Skunk Tank. <laughs> but it didn't really accomplish anything, if I remember correctly. Um, this, this team is like, like, if you took a list of, like, my favorite mons that I've played with historically, this is this team, basically. <laughs> like, it, it, it's, it hits a lot of uh, notes for me with, like, Octillery, Skunk Tank, uh, Trevenant, I absolutely love. Hydreigon was amazing when I played with it. Primarina, Talonflame. There's a lot of really interesting mons overall, but I'm not sure that the overall strategy, like, the synergy is going to be there for a lot of these mons. Um, it doesn't have, like... It has really good speed control with Talonflame, um, especially if you are able to, like, Dynamax it, per se. Uh, being able to do off priority airstreams can be really big for this team. But outside of that, it doesn't have... Uh, does Trevenant get Trick Room? Yes. It yes. does? Okay. So, like, we, we have a potential slow mode there as well. So, actually, like, the more I talk about this, the more I like this team. Um, still, I, I still think <laughs> it's a solid 7. Um, I gave an 8 because it has access to that trick room mode. Um, the other thing, like I mentioned earlier, is just like if your top 6 make a real good chord, you're already going to be doing really well in my book, and these top 6 are insane together. Um, 
one of the big glaring weaknesses here is obviously weakness to ground types and max quake. I feel like a lot of that's mitigated though because we have levitate on Hydreigon and we have uh, Talonflame to kind of just do these switch and things. And a lot of our ground weaknesses also tend to be on our C tier picks, which we're not often going to be bringing all the time. Usually you'll only be bringing one of these to begin with, so you're you're not doubling up too many times on ground weaknesses. It's going to be mostly Heliolisk and like Skun Tank or Lycanroc Dusk. Um, I would get, I would rate this team higher, uh, but I just feel like you leave a little bit on the table. Um, you want a Dynamax Primarina, you want a Dynamax Hydreigon once in a while, you can Dynamax Marowak, uh, but that's about all you really ever want to do. Um, your Steel type is essentially just like bad Rhydon, <laughs> because you, you have the same problems that Rhydon has, <laughs> where you don't have any kind of way to mitigate your four times weaknesses. Um, Granted, you do get to resist some different things, and it's kind of nice. But, like, there's four weaknesses to water with the four resists. There's four weaknesses to grass with four resists. There's three weaknesses to electric. There's three weaknesses to ice. There's a lot of multiple weaknesses on this team. And while there are decent amounts of resists, it's going to require you a lot of properly switching and making sure your opponent just doesn't read the switch and catch you off guard. Yeah, I was gonna touch on that it's, i find i gave out a seven i think it's um those shared weaknesses um makes it slightly easier to prep for um in terms of move wise you can just condense all your kind of coverage moves into about five or six types and you're going to do well regardless um of what team he brings um in my view um again i think looking at the bulk wise there's not a lot it's not terribly bulky as well um okay you have agron at 180 defense but yeah it, the four times weaknesses kind of mitigate that especially one of them being fighting i think mm. so um yeah so it kind of just evens that out a little bit but yeah you're kind of gonna need to um play a lot of you know you, it's it seems to be hyper aggressive to me and um, there's no reliable screen set on here there are mons that get screens um but you need to get them set up for a little bit more bulk in my view. Um, and I think if you get the first hit against this team, if you if you get the first Mon down, you're kind of in the momentum swing and it's going to be hard to pull that back. Um, but yeah, we can... Yeah, I still think it's got good tools overall. Um, and we'll see how well it get, can do. Yeah, very good points overall. I feel like this is an impressive Firewater Grass and Fantasy Core. And then uh, it seems to be a little bit top-heavy, like what Carl said. But I think it doesn't seem to be much of an issue because of how powerful Primarina and Hydreigon are. And this team is missing Fake Out and Intimidate and other good forms of um, damage control. I guess maybe Snarl on Hydreigon can be useful, uh, but I'm not too sure. Yeah, so that's all we have for Team 11. Let's move on to Team 12. This is... Jay Dahomey and uh, Washington Wims. And drafting Whimsicott as first pick, uh, very, very good first pick with the flexibility of what Whimsicott can do. And then moving on to draft a few other fairy types, like there's Sylveon and Mr. Mime, and then a few other like uh, steel types, forming a sort of good fairy dragon steel core with Wims, Dragonite, and Magnezone. Overall, this team is really bulky. Uh, the base stat total average right shows that it's 511 
just shy of 519 from Pokert. What do you think, Carter? I think that uh, that 511 is slightly inflated based on Waylord's, you know, 170 HP. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I think this seems fine. I think it's ultimately really d- dependent on, like, Dragonite as a Dynamax target. Um, the other Dynamax targets here I don't think are exceptionally great. Um, Gallade, I have not been historically satisfied with in, like, draft leagues and, like, watching its performance. Uh, Drapion, it's fine. Like, being able to have battle armor is cool so you don't just get crit out of a game. But I I think most of the time you're probably going to do sniper things with it. And that's, like, okay. Uh, Screens on Mr. Mime is probably, like, one of your better things. It also has filters, so, like, it's really difficult to take down consistently. But end of the day, I think this seems really reliant on like Dragonite and or Magnezone to Dynamax, and I, I think it's just a little too weak in that department. Kind of the same sentiments here. Um, when your Dynamax targets also have really big four times weaknesses, and your opponent can just like plan ahead for those kinds of things, it makes it very difficult. Um, also, a notable thing is again big weakness to ground here. Uh, Magnuson's four times weak. We also have Nido King who's weak, and Drapion's only weakness is in ground. Uh, and those are some those, those those are those big checks you got to make. And if you can max quake into this thing into any of those Pokemon, most of these Pokemon aren't going to deal a lot of damage back to you because you're also boosting your special defense. Um, I do like Gallade on this team. Um, I'm not sure like. Whimsicott plus Gallade is kind of cool because you can do beat up mm. justified things, and that's something that I really, really like. Um, Whalelord is kind of cool as a water type. You don't see it too terribly often. Um, with it's just immense bulk, and you can kind of just like stall out games, hopefully, with it, which would be something to look at. Uh, otherwise, I, I like the picks overall. It just feels very reliant on this Dragonite to do well. Yeah, um, the boys gave them a six there, but I thought that was a bit harsh. But um, I gave it an eight. I gave it plus one just because of the Mr. Mime pick, and I know Carter hates Mr. Mime. So, um, Dude, it's not that I hate it. It's just that it's obscenely creepy. <laughs> There's a big difference. <laughs> Either way, it tilts him. So uh, plus one to me for that. Um, but overall, yeah, I it. Same things as being said. The the Dynamax targets you you don't have a lot of them, um, in this team. I mean, technically you can Dynamax a Sylveon as well. Um, as as a man to. who has done that, it is not that great. Yeah, it is you don't real want to, But but you can. The options there. Well, the options <laughs> there for every Pokemon. I mean, I've Dynamaxed the Whimsicott too. So like, <laughs> <laughs> um, just just because you can doesn't mean you should. No. <laughs> um, again, though, I think there's um, a small core um, of, sh- of moves that someone can plan for um, as well, and the one and a lot of typings that he has a lot of resists on. He doesn't have a lot of weaknesses to bait them into that using those kind of moves as well, um, in my view. So um, overall, though, I do think it's pretty solid. Um, there's a cool, there's a couple of cool things with like. Double gets you, you get a lot of different sets with double, you get a lot of different sets with Gallade. Um, granted, Gallade, yeah, for some reason it gets picked a lot in our draft leagues, but never performs well. I've used it myself and I brought it one time in eight weeks, so um, but it did pick up a win, so <laughs> um, 100% win rate. Gallade, there, there we go. go, boys. There you um, go. 
but yeah, I think um, it's going to, you know, Sylveon Dragonite and Whimsicott, I think, is pretty, you know, you've got a solid kind of three mons there um, to do different things with, in my view. So yeah, eight overall, pretty solid. Yeah, I agree with all of your points. I think this team really needs to make Whimsicott and Dragonite work over time. Uh, and I'm very curious to see if Gallade can, you know, finally do well. That's the reason why we put Gallade in the C tier. And then, um, what else did I want to say? Ah, there's a small gripe. Uh, there's a lack of step fire-type coverage. So this might be tricky because um, there are mons like Durant or Escavalier around, right? And then, uh, like, the fire coverage from this move, fr uh, from this team, could seem very obvious in team preview. So this team really has to watch out for that. And I also think that this team could struggle against uh, like well-played trick room strategies and we might, might have to invest in a lot of bulk to contest these trick room mons. Then there's also a lack of grass-type coverage we might, which might put a little bit more pressure on Whimsicott to try and deliver and help and win. So that's all for Team 12. Let's move on to Carter's team, the Baltimore Blazicans. And Carter managed to draft Blaziken in his pick number three. Um, this is one of, I would say, four teams that don't have an S tier. So this is a A tier centric pick with good B tiers and C tiers. And I think Carter uh, will have something to say about Bravery, trying to prove that Bravery deserves to be in an S tier. And let's see if Bravery does well for Carter. What do you think? I, I think you said it there in, in and of itself. Um, when we were throwing around the original tier list, that is something that I was very adamant about is I want bravery in S tier. And you're like, nah, we're going to downshift it. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess it's on the table. I'm going to prove that it nice. deserves it. So, um, I think my team's all right. Obviously there, it has a pretty big weakness to bug, but also at the same time, like how common is bug as an offensive typing. Well, um, you have Sizemore. So. Exactly. Like, I have the best bug. <laughs> well, there's also a Scavalier. So, but no one's um, like, the, one of the big things that I do have a slight problem with is, like, I do have Thwacky and Tangela, but both of them do very different roles. Um, so, it, it, I think this seems really interesting on face value. Uh, I'm excited to play with it and actually see how well it can perform. Um, and I'm, I'm actually really interested in, like, feedback from you all as well. Uh, I gave you an eight, uh, mainly because it's always impressive when people don't draft the powerful S tier picks. Uh, notable things here: Umbreon was also in the S tier when we originally made our lists, and you picked that up too. Um, you have great tools in Tangela and Unburned Slurpuff things with Thwacky. Um, Blaziken is overperformed for me when I picked it in draft league. I think it being in B tier is just like a secret B tier pick, and that nobody ever picks up. Um, Sizer is also a very powerful B tier pick. Um, the one thing you're gonna have to watch out for is just any fire type attack into it. It's going to pick it up a lot of the times. Um, your one like down thing is your only water type happens to be Quillfish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Quillfish got. I'm assuming Quillfish got picked because you needed Intimidate. Oh, well, not not only did I need Intimidate, I also wanted a water type to round out my Fire Water Grass Core. Um, and so I like started looking. I'm just like, well. A lot of the, like, really useful water types are already taken. And I was originally looking at, like, Quillfish versus, uh, like, Tentacruel. And I'm like, well, Quillfish also just gets Intimidate. And I think that it puts it above Tentacruel in my, my, that regard. Um, 
I just know that Quillfish doesn't do a whole lot outside of just Intimidate, so you'll have to definitely make that work. Uh, and I know you're excited to do things with this uh, Linum as well. I am very excited. <laughs> um, I didn't, like, looking at it, I think Linoon is, like, the one pick on this team that I'm not satisfied with, but it's also, like, the one pick I'm, like, super excited to actually play with. <laughs> you also have good speed control options with uh, Tailwind and Trick Room, so I feel like that's why your team is at an 8 for me. It's it's good enough to make top cut for sure and could make a run all the way if you run into the right matchups. Um, I kind of went a little bit down. I'm sorry, Connor. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to argue. Um, Go on. That's okay. Um, one big thing uh, with another team, you don't have a switch into Max Airstream. Uh, right. That's pretty big for me. Um, also, your team does seem defensively weak-sided. Um, you don't have reliable screen options. You only have Quillfish for Intimidate, and Quillfish is pretty weak as well. Um, in my view. Um, so if they remove it, you're kind of done, um, in my view. Um, not to say that you don't have tools. You have Umbreon, which is a fantastic staller. Um, you know, it's probably going to be your wall. And if anyone's able to break it down, I think then the team kind of crumbles um, after that. Um, so, And also in, to note as well, the, li the Linoon is Hoenn Linoon, so it does not get access to Eviolite. Um, it is fully evolved, so um, you don't have the option of giving it a little bit of extra bulk that way as well. Um, but overall, you're very offensively solid. You've got good mix um, between attack and special. Um, you also have skill swap on Alakazam. Uh, not skill swap, speed swap, sorry, on Alakazam. Um, so you can just make something go really fast and get a quick KO um, potentially as well. It's, even with that size or um, kind of standing there, it's probably a good option to speed swap for me um and yeah i think overall it's good um i think it that we i think a couple of trades are going to be needed to make to boost up the team um especially defensively for that uh, i'm gonna side with Kaze and Kao here saying that this team can be good because I think that the three flying weaknesses are mons that might not come in all battles uh Tangela, Blaziken and Tweki. And then, like what Carl said, I feel like this is a set of unorthodox uh, mons. Like, I would say a bunch of misfits, but they really cannot be underestimated because they are very good at what they, are do uh, what they do. Like, Bravery Airstream, Umbreon for destruction, uh, Disruption, Tweki with the Terrain, Tangler Redirection, and Scizor for hitting hard. And one small gripe I have is that uh, that Linoon might be very tough to set up because Carter will always have to worry about opponents carrying their safety goggles or not. Then... Um, I think this team, like, wait, this could be worrying too. Yeah, I, I feel like this team might also struggle against uh, opponent, like, very strong trick room strategies or hyper-offense uh, hyper teams that set up Tailwind and immediately try and um, sweep the game because Bravery kind of has to do double jobs, right, to set up Tailwind or Dynamics at the same time. So this is something that Carter has to be careful of. All right, that all? Let's move on to Team 14. Uh, this is Captain Unova's team with the Carolina Cramorans. I think he's back from Season 3 uh, and also drafting Cramoran as his mascot pick. Leaving it to the last, that's impressive. So, uh, Unova actually drafted Sableye first 
followed by Dracovic and Charizard, forming a very impressive uh, track core, right? Like, with that Sableye, um, you can never expect uh, what's going to happen because of that prankster, and it can easily set up Charizard or set up Dracovic with a Rain Dance. And having a Selgor and Pelosan is a huge threat uh, in this current meta because we don't have restricted and uh, legendary mons. What do you think, Carter? I like this team quite a bit. Um, I think Excelgor Palosan can easily win games by itself. Um, I also think that Sableye Charizard is something that not only I've played with, but I've seen historically. Uh, Dracovish is just a huge monster when it gets to go. Um, you also have like speed control here with Frostmoth, so you can be able to get a Tailwind up, hopefully. Um, my big concern is like getting it up consistently. And I, I think that's like the big concern I have with this team is like having your, your speed control. Uh, obviously you have Airstream on Charizard, which is just astronomical amounts of damage when it actually connects, which obviously it's going to. Um, but I, I think that's like the one thing I'm concerned about with this team is uh, being able to control the speed tiers consistently and outpacing your opponent. Um, I really liked the draft for, for the like the first six or seven picks. Um, mm-hmm. Getting the Sableye, Dracovish, Charizard, uh, Cherum all together is just like a really powerful four bond core. You could bring that into almost every match and probably deal with most of what you're going to run into. And when Charizard, Sableye isn't good enough, you have Excelgor and Palisand in the back. Um, the one downside is it's just like these are all known things that people can easily plan around. Um, you never want to really Dynamax your Dracovish. You always probably want to be doing strong jaw life orb things with like choice scarf. So you make sure you can guaranteed outspeed stuff or choice band to make sure you pick up those KOs. Um, Excelgor and Palisand are kind of a known quantity too. So it's like, you could plan around that really well. Um, you can easily just hit the Palisand with a couple super effective moves. And before it even has a chance to actually do anything, just take it out. Yeah. Even through Dynamax. Um, I do like the chair and pick though. The chair and pick next to the Sableye is kind of a cool thing. It's just like if Sableye goes down and Sunny Day is up, Cherim gets to come out and boost your Charizard even more and just take over games that way. Um, the rest of your C picks, like Carter said, you have Frostmoth for Tailwind, but it's going to be hard to get Tailwind up with that just because you are a very slow Tailwind setter. Um, Surfetched, I've played with it before. It, it, with, it gets to do its thing and it gets to hit. It takes out Pokemon and trades almost one for one every time. If you get outsped, though, you're going to lose that Surfetch most of the time. Yeah, I think um, what you think for me is the kind of lack of Dynamax targets as well. So you've got Charizard and Palisand, and that's pretty much all you really want to Dynamax on this team. Um, so it kind of easy, makes it a little bit easier to prep for, um, you know, the both possibly going to be special attacking um more more often than not um so you kind of only have to deal with a couple of physical threats so if you can set up your team to be specially bulky i think you're going to do well into this team um that being said um he does have he does have the speed control options i know captain isn't one he's not big into his speed control he kind of feels it's um not on his top priority to win games he's going to try and just outplay um a lot of players as well so um and also having the dragofish if he runs into a sand team 
he can switch in he can switch up his ability and try and take advantage of the opponent's hand as well so um i do like he's got that option um as well so yeah i think it's overall is going to do pretty well i know um captain's a very creative player so um i gave it a seven overall um but I, yeah, there are some better teams um in this league but yeah i think um captain's got comfort anyway in this draft for him nice interesting points i think i'm the outlier here as you can see um, you guys rated seven and i rated this team a nine purely because of the threat level i feel like charizard dracovich and pelosen really cover each other's weaknesses very well so uh, unova can make this team very lethal in terms of calling leads correct and then stealing two games quickly each week uh, then I feel like in terms of speed control, Sableye is the ultimate form of speed control and you don't really need it. I think the trick room on the carbing and Carl mentioned Tailwind on the Frostmoth, uh, these are just extra bonuses. And one small gripe is that there is a slight weakness to flying and ghosts. Um, yeah, that's the reason why I ranked it so high in terms of threat level. Let's move on to Team 15. This is Skyle, uh, one of our new players, and the Teledega Corviknights. I hope I pronounced that right. Mm -hmm. And Corviknight is the Corviknight is the mascot. And this team screams uh, like bulky because there's Porygon 2, Corviknight, and Vaporeon. And uh, overall, like the, the mons are sort of in the middling speed tier, so that can be quite concerning. Even going up against hard trick room teams, this team might struggle a little bit because the slow trick room mons are not the slowest mons out there. Uh, oh, there's also a Shedinja, uh, but I do have some stuff to say about the Shedinja later. What do you guys think? I think it's fine. I think I think my my big concern is like you kind of mentioned. Um, if you go against opposing trick room, it's not the best. Um, my big concern is like P two. I I'm not sure I like P two as an S tier pick personally, just because I feel like the it, it doesn't apply it doesn't check a lot of the boxes I like when it comes to an S tier pick. Um, it sure you can bring it every week, and I've I've talked about how I think that's a big deal, but I also want it to be a pretty offensive threat while also being able to play support if need be. And I feel like with P2, you get to do one or the other, not both. Whereas something like Incineroar, you're able to not only apply pressure through like Intimidate and being able to Flare Blitz and stuff like that, but you also have constant amounts of support with like Parting Shot and Fake Out as well. So I, I think that this team's fine. Um, I think this is really reliant on having its speed control with um, probably most likely Trick Room, but you can also do... Um, Max Airstreams with Corviknight. Orbital, I know, has like gravity hypnosis things. Uh, it doesn't have any form of speed control outside of Shrick Room, though, right? It doesn't get Airstream? It does not get Airstream. Okay, so like, it, it's crazy to think that the fastest mod on their team is also going to consistently be their Trick Room setter. <laughs> so, it's I, I think it's fine. I, I think this team is going to have uh, its weeks where it's going to be able to pull off its thing, where uh, your opponent isn't able to deal with Trick Room consistently, and it's going to be able to run away with the game. But 
like you've mentioned, Evan, where if this runs into opposing Trick Room teams, it's going to struggle. Um, my big issue with picking Porygon as your S tier is you didn't pick any of the other, like, Trick Room mons to support it. I don't have a problem, like, picking Porygon as an S tier. Porygon 2 is a very powerful Pokemon still, even, like, we've seen it do Dynamax things in VGC and... Big Duck is very, very cool, and it's very, very powerful still. Even carrying that Eevee Light still, you still get to do powerful Max Strike things. You have Max Hailstorm. Um, some really sweet coverage with the Porygon 2. My problem is, is you didn't draft any of the other Trick Room Mons that go alongside it. Instead, you drafted a lot of these uh, utility Middle Spear Mons, like Luxray. Luxray's a really cool pick. I like Luxray a lot on this team. I like Toxicroak a lot. Um, Corviknight's really, really cool. Vaporeon does really cool things. And Garlic is really cool. And then you have Pokemon just like this Magmortar. Magmortar just leaves a lot to be desired as a fire type in general. Um, you have that 83 speed tier. And so you're like middle speed. If you can get a couple Airstreams off, Magmortar's going to do great. But if you run into the Trick Room team with a Scavalier, a Scavalier is just going to turn around after Trick Room's up and just blow up your Magmortar before it gets to do anything. Um... So the team has really cool tools, and it has really cool Pokemon, and I like that a lot. I just feel like we drafted all over the place after picking a really powerful, like, Trick Room setup. Yeah, I think um, there's actually a lot of threats in this team as well. There's a lot of um, you know high base offensive mons, mm -hmm. um, so that's why I kind of went a little bit point above Carl and Kara. Um, Orbeetle does get access to the screen, so it being your fastest um, screen set, okay, it's base 90, but it's still, <laughs> you know, against a lot of these other teams, you'll probably, you could still probably go first um, as well, so it can can get that screen to give you that little bit of extra bulk um, into some of these matchups. Um, the, <laughs> I mean, the, as the resident Shedinja player, um, i don't make I don't know why this was picked. Um <laughs> Shedinja yeah. does really well. Like, I know Evan's probably gonna touch on it as well. Uh, so I'll let him say what he wants to as well. So, but yeah, in that's, my that's view, why I didn't talk about it. Yeah, he ha ev he has every other weakness stacked with Shedinja. Exactly, yeah. So you can hit so if yep. you suspect a Sashinda switching, you could just hit any of its weakness moves into a weakness mon and you cannot cover Shedinja. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, didn't didn't make a whole sense a whole lot of sense. I know I probably just like, yeah, I want to picture Ninja and it's great, but um yeah, it's he's gonna have to play around it really well um to to make it work. Not saying it can't work, um, because it definitely can, but he's yeah, he's gonna have to uh be very creative of how he uses Shedinja. Yeah. Yeah, you heard it yeah, you heard it here first from the rest our resident Shedinja expert. I personally think Shedinja doesn't have a place on this team and also Victorian doesn't get soaked. So, you know, like sharing so many um, common weaknesses will make Shedinja very bad. And uh, in the other division, the guard division, we have a better example of a Shedinja team. So do watch out for that. Mm -hmm. Then I think uh, what's missing on this team might be that offensive pressure right off the bat. So uh, this... So... Skyle might have to sort of get creative and come up with interesting Dynamax options. Certainly, P2 can be uh, one of those good Dynamax options that can catch your opponent off guard with reliable max strike. But until then, uh, I feel like this team really needs a bit of setup to get itself going before it can do good damage to try and win games. Yeah. Alright, next team will be 
Mocha and the Midtown Metagross. Uh, Mocha said that this is a placeholder logo, but it looks quite fancy to me already. Hmm. And this is clearly our resident Metagross team uh, that almost always wants to Dynamax Metagross and it's just so oppressive, especially when this is a non-restricted and non-legendary format. Metagross is almost always like restricted or legendary tier in my opinion. However, this team might not have the best bulldoze options. Then, in general, this team seems to be very slow. Uh, Raichu Alola doesn't get brutal swing, so uh, there's a lot to be, you know, asked for for this team. What do you think, Carter? I actually like this team quite a bit. Um, I think it, like you kind of mentioned, it's really de- dependent on Metagross. Um, like obviously, you can do Raichu things next to Pinkurchin. Um, and like Shinotic, I think is actually pretty underrated, especially if you can get a trick room up with uh Dusclops. If you leave like Raichu plus Dusclops and get a fake out plus the trick room up, then Shinotic can come in and just like spore things to death, and then you know the game's over. Um, it, I also think Drampa's pretty underrated. I think that it's going to be able to put on a ton of pressure for like the weather matchups if that is something you are concerned about. Um, it has sap sippers, so like you can pair it next to wall rain and be able to prevent like weaknesses there. Um, I, I I like it quite a bit, but I think this team is very dependent on doing metagross things week in and week out. And in a format like this, I think that's just enough. I think metagross by itself is puts on so much pressure against your opponent that I I, I think it just requires an answer, and that's when you catch them off guard. Uh, I have... real quick before Carl. Uh, real quick, before Carl continues, this is our second uh, draft, right, with double S tier. First one was uh, Adam, right, with Tyranita and Amoongus, and now we see a Metagross plus Dusclops. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I have the problem with the being just a Metagross team. Uh, as someone who's drafted stuff like this before, where it's just, it, you are strictly known for this thing this is the thing thing that wants to dynamax every time that means you're super easy to prep for that means your opponent doesn't have to do a whole lot of work because they know that 90 percent of the time you're going to want to max your metagross or your lapras or whatever your big your big threat is um the other glaring issue is we have no switch in for quake at all and a big chunk of our team is weak to quake and it's a lot of our top upper picks here. Metagross, Raichu, Toracat, all of these things are really weak to Max Quake, and you have no real good way to switch in and eat a hit and not lose a Pokemon in return. Um, you have cool tools in Toracat with Intimidate, and uh, Sap Sipper, Cloud9, Drampa does some cool stuff. Um, Pinchurchin, I feel like, is here just to set Electric Surge. We don't have a real big like electric weakness, so the lightning rod never really matters too much. Um, plus, you don't want to do lightning rod things next to your Alolan Raichu. That's just that's just a big old non-vo. Um, outside of that, uh, I'm not sure how much beat-up stuff we have for this Absol to kind of do stuff with. Um, I don't think any of them I don't the think any of them do, right? Yeah. No yeah, I know. I know. Dusclops doesn't. Raichu okay. doesn't, right? Raichu, I don't think okay. does. No. Then I think that's a big zero. Okay. Um, <laughs> that 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 was like one of the big things. It's like you drafted Absol. Like, there's the potential to do justified things there, which is really really cool. 
And if you get to do that, then Absol actually could do something and like be a Dynamax threat and whatnot. But since we don't have a good beat up, some trades might need to be made to where we can maybe get a ground immunity or even as a ground resist uh, and maybe find something to do beat up stuff to where we can actually abuse other Pokemon and not be pigeonholed into maxing Metagross every game. Because the one week that Metagross ends up not being good could make or break your whole season. Does Pinkurchin get Sucker Punch? It does. So you can technically Sucker Punch your Absol to give it a plus one? Yeah. That's that's the best I got. That, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not enough for Absol, unfortunately. Uh, Absol does get Super Luck, so uh, you can True. just run it as a Glass Cannon. I'm going to smack you, hopefully get a crit and kill your Mon, and yeah, and then you can KO me back if you targeted correctly. Just um, pray you don't stab, get outsped. Stab... Night Slash yeah. with Super Luck and a Scope Lens is, is good enough. As I've seen in Unite, yeah. I, I will die to this thing. Because <laughs> the, the big thing is just pray you don't get outsped, because there's no good actual, like, speed control besides, like, Bulldoze mm-hmm. to actually mm-hmm. get Absol to outspeed stuff. I think what the, the kind of, the, the two pairs here, the, the Metagross Dusclops and the Raichu Pinkerch, and the speed tiers are quite far apart. Um, so teams with, you know, because it's draft pick, there's going to be a lot of kind of lower tier speed mods as well that can threaten a Metagross potentially as well. Um, again, Metagross is very bulky, so it, you know if you Dynamax, you do expect to live a hit. It does get access to Steel Spike and Quake. Um, the Quake argument is kind of 50-50. Um, if you are the Metagross player and you take a Max Quake, they're not boosting a defense. So you can just slap them back, and they ha- they don't get the plus one in defense. They get plus one in special defense. So if you can live the hit and proc your policy potentially, you are going to hit them. <laughs> and everyone knows how uh, how big a plus two Metagross is. So um, yeah, it's being able to try and play around that as well. So I think he's got good tools overall. I love the Dramper pick, um, especially into Sun teams. So he can just say. No, no sun. My Metagross is fine again. Um, yeah, so we, we, we'll we see what he can do. Um, I like, and also plus one for the Expile pick. Yeah, uh, overall good points. I think this Metagross and Dusclops, the double S tier, are sort of the linchpin of this team, and they really need to sort of deliver and pull their weight because they're just so expensive. And then uh, there are actually very a lot of creative ways for this team to proc Metagross's weakness policy, so I'm interested to see that come into play. And one last thing, uh, fun fact, Shinotic has base 90 special attack, and that is higher than Lapras at 85. So I'm curious to see if uh, Mocha can use this Shinotic to put in some work because it's important for Fairy-type coverage. So that's all for Mocha's team. Next one is Lemmy's team, the Midwest Miltanks, a very awesome logo and Miltang as his mascot. And to me, uh, this is one of the scariest teams of the league because of very interesting like pairs or like threats that can work very well together. And I think the team is very well protected in general. What do you think, Kato? I'm actually really curious about like hearing your explanation because I actually don't care for this team a whole lot. Um, I, I feel like it's kind of all over the place in like what it's trying to do. So I, I'm actually really curious what what your thoughts are because I just I don't feel like it's cohesive 
and I, I feel like I'm missing something that you you have it rated so high, and I I am on the opposite end of the spectrum where I have it rated as one of my lowest in this draft. So I I, I got a whole lot of nothing. I'm I'm curious as to what I'm missing here. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat with Carter. It feels all over the place. Yes, we have some cool tools. Um, a lot of our Pokemon don't care about abilities, so Cantonian Weezing gets to turn those off with neutralizing gas, and we don't lose out on a ton, whereas our opponents do. Um, outside of that, we don't have a ton of common Dynamax targets outside of Garchomp. Chandelure can Dynamax, uh, but is notably frail. Uh, so if Chandelure eats a couple of hits or eats a hit beforehand, then we're losing out a lot. Uh, Clefable's cool tools because we get like Magic Guard plus Follow Me. We don't have to worry about weather like Sand and Hail too much. Um, the big thing that pulls it down for me a lot is our S picks leave a lot to be desired. Uh, Starmie as a like as a Pokemon has no real ability uh, other than Analytic, and that's only like against opposing Trick Room teams because our speed is so high. Um, Milk Tank is kind of cool. A thick fat gets to kind of be a wall. Uh, Clink Clank, uh, Kink Clink Clang gets clear body, but it doesn't really do anything outside of just be a Pokemon that's steel type on the field. Uh, Rotom Fan's kind of cool. I like that one. Um, and then the Shiftery can be like anti sun with chlorophyll, uh, and can do some cool stuff. I know Explosion is something that I've seen Shiftery do before, just like blow up on top of people and take over and just like pick up a KO that way. And... Shifri gets explosion? What? <laughs> yep. Why? C dot. Sure, I guess, but why? That's why. <laughs> um and then Crobat is uh is one of my favorites. Crobat was on my list of things to pick if I had planned a team around it. If I could like if I had a team mm. that liked Crobat, I was probably going to pick Crobat. But my team ended up not needing Crobat, so we just skipped it instead. Well, I went in the middle of the guys, yeah. Uh, I gave it an A. I thought it was quite actually a solid team. Um, very defensively bulky. Um, has Redirection and Coflable. Has Tailwind. Has Trick Room. Um, I think, yeah, I kind of, the only kind of ability you are missing is that um, Intimidate. Um but overall, if you can you can wall out teams, you can wall out certain teams anyway. Um, in this draft, I feel um, Garchomp is going to do damage, whether you like it or not. Um, Weezin's going to be there and be annoying um, because you have to prep for is it Levitate or is it Neutralizing Gas? And then again, a lot of these teams do re- reply on rely on some of their abilities. You have the Sun teams, you have the Sand team, for example. So I think it's very good at neutralizing the opponent's team. And I think that's what made me rank it a bit higher is you can stop your the opposite team from playing and then you get to do what you want to do. Yeah, I think you guys all see um, this is one of the most impressive wheezing drafts I've seen in a while because of all the non-reliance on abilities and at the same time shutting down opponents' abilities. And um, to answer Carter, Carter, the reason why I gave this team another a 10 out of 10, I think it's the second one that I gave, is because of the like the way Clefable sort of covers the team and the way Crobat can operate. Uh, I feel like there are a lot of... Like this team has a, an abundance of options to put on 
immediate offensive pressure in the form of discharge earthquake from Rotom Gachom, immediate tailwind, and Sep Sipper on Miltang. Um, uh, who's that? Crobat gets access to uh, absorb, absorb, and yeah. can make uh, Miltang very offensive. And Miltang only has one weakness, and that makes it uh, almost like rival rivaling uh, something like Snorlax. And then, um, yeah, in general, the Weezing just helps out the team. I feel like King Kang can also be a mon that um, cannot be underestimated um, if you have sort of a good um, strategy to Dynamax it. In general, Dynamaxing Garchomp would be Lemmy's uh, main like go-to, but I feel like the rest of the mons can sort of pull its weight as well. Yeah, it's overall um, because of that wheezing that gels the team together that I ranked it so high. So moving on to Team 18, Psy and Knight and the Verbank Venomoths. Apparently this is not his final team name and team logo, uh, so it might be one of these mons here as his mascot. And this is also a team with very good pairs, with a Sand Core um, and that Frostless and Tauros uh, being picked up almost back-to-back, -back, uh, closing, uh, nearing the wheel pick, and nobody sniped him at all. Uh, what do you think, Carter? I love this team. Uh, I think this is, I think the highest rated team I've had uh, in our division so far with uh, the sand core of like Gigalith, Dracozolt, and Stoutland I think is really exceptionally good. Uh, you have your redirection and tailwind support with Butterfree, so you can do like belly drum Azumarill things here. Uh, you also have weakness policy Gigalith things with Azumarill that you can trigger that way with Aqua Jet. Um, you have Anger Point, Frostlast, Tauros things. You have Weakness Policy, Unburdened, Sceptile, Frostlast things you can do here. Um, this team has a lot of things that I feel like are very easy to set up, and it makes your opponent have to prep for a ton of different things, all of which are very threatening. Uh, same kind of concept there. It's like there's so many duos and like so many powerful leads that just our offensive pressure hit like right off the bat that take over games that your opponent is it's going to be a lot of mind games and team select and just overall just trying to prep each week because it's like if you prep for dracosol gigalith but they bring butterfree and septile or butterfree azumarill you're going to be in trouble because you just packed all your ground coverage right out there at the front and azumarill sitting out in front of you and you you're not going to be able to do anything to that azumarill sitting in front of you um and like you mentioned that, there's that triple sand core of uh, Stoutland Hidden Sand Rush. Uh, not everyone expects that all the time because we don't see Stoutland too much. Um, so there's just kind of these all these cool tools, and that's why it's also a 9 from me. Uh, it's real hard to prep mm -hmm. for all at one time, and trying to guess each week what combo Cyanide's going to be doing is going to be difficult. Um, I went a little bit lower than the, the two guys here, just for the fact that this team is mainly physically offensive, um, so you can yes. just build um, defense, and you're going to do pretty well. The Butterfree and the Sceptile are probably the only notable special attackers in this team, and with Butterfree, you're more than likely going to be supportive style, so you really have only got one threat on the special side um, for me. Also, no fairy uh, resist as well, uh, which is quite big, and also Max Starfall can prevent Butterfree from doing sleep powder things as well. So can sort of nullify Butterfree to an extent um, with no kind of real fight back against a lot of these fairies. Um, you're going to have to use non-stab moves 
um, to resort in and take a hit um, from a fairy type. That being said, there is a lot of um, offensive physical pressure. So if you can get through the defense um, or a wall um, or two uh, of a team, then you can just kind of try and run over a game if you can beat them beat them before they manage to set up. Um, but otherwise, yeah, he's got some strong cores. Um, double intimidates really fun, um, especially when your intimidates can also be other abilities as well. Um, so you might just waste that mon, that taking that um, defiant mon or that competitive mon. You might have just wasted an ability where Sinai just goes, "Nope, I'm running angle points hand rush. See you later." Blow you up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah well said uh, from everyone. Oh, uh, let you finish, sweet. Oh yeah, I I think overall that um, we do need a little bit more on the special side. So I do I do expect Sinai to make a couple of trades. Um, as well, just to bring that team up um, on that side of the on that side of the spectrum, because he does. I th- I feel he does need some more special offense um, on this team here. Interesting. Uh, I feel like this team has immense threat level in the prep prep phase, like what Carter and Carl said. And then in terms of physical attacks, uh, I think this team is sort of immune to intimidate because uh, proking. The anger point on Tauros brings it back all the way to the um, to the max instead of um, plus five. Then um, this is the kind of team, in my opinion, that has to dynamax turn one and then um, quite quickly steam roll and steal games. And you just steal two games and that's it. You win the best of three. So uh, this is something that uh, Sai and I can look to doing, especially when you call the leads right. And you bring the correct mons, uh, this team can easily steamroll. Then uh, one small gripe is that, like what Sweet said, no resistances to fairy, at the same time also no resistances to rock. So they will have to rely on maybe Dracozord and Tauros with Max Steel Spike to scare these mons away. Then I'm going to introduce a concept that I like to do for my power rankings. This team has six PSS, the six Pokemon slot syndrome, because there are just so many useful mons to fill in your roles, right, every week, and you might be lost as to which six mons to bring. Then if the opponent brings the correct mons to um, call the correct strategies because they do practice the matchup a little bit, then uh, it might you might be in for some trouble. Yeah, so that's all I have for Team 18. Next one would be um, almost good. Uh, he's called Noah, and he came in from NJ's Little Cup server. And this is our resident... Hetherin team, uh, being Hetherin being the first draft, um, indeed was picked, you know, like in uh, pick number 10. So almost went for Hetherin, uh, Hetherin and Lifeguard instead. And to me, this is also another hard trick room team that really needs trick room to get itself going. What do you think, Carter? I, I think you answered, like, the biggest concern about this team right there. Um, it needs trick room to function. But this team is going to get Trick Room up a ton. Uh, the fact that you mm-hmm. have... Obviously, you have the, the copycat prankster tech here with Lightheart, Hatterene. Uh, you also have Jellicent to be able to set Trick Room. You have uh, Fake Out from Hitmontop. You have Redirection on Fungus. Uh, Claydol also gets Trick Room, correct? Mm-hmm. So, like, you yeah. have a ton of ways to be able to consistently get it up. It's just a matter of what do you do once it's up? Um, obviously, Hattering is absolutely insane as a, a Dynamax target. 
Um, but like outside of that, it's pretty lackluster. Uh, a Max Jellison can be fine, and then from there it really falls off. Um, <laughs> I, I think the next best Dynamax target is probably like Trustal. So like I I'm not in love with the lack of Dynamax targets, but I think this is a a solid team that can definitely um, utilize Trick Room to its fullest capabilities. Uh, I have this rated a little bit higher than everyone else, mainly because I know what Hattering Lightheart can do and the amount of pressure that it puts off. Uh, it forces your opponent to think about, oh, they're just going to set Trick Room turn one with Max Guard and Copycat, and we're just going to do that. So it forces your opponent into that mindset of, I have to stop the Trick Room this turn if I'm going to win the game. But then you just turn around and Max Smite and Lipard fakeouts, and then you're Hattering set up anyway because you don't have to set up Trick Room, and then you just get to do it next turn. You got to deal with the threat because you made your opponent play passively trying to interact with the Lipard, and instead Hattering just picked up a KO. Um... The Trick Room things on this team are very, very powerful. Jellicent is a underrated mod, in my opinion. It is super-duper great. Uh, Sap Sipper, very bulky. Um, Berserker uh, with Steely Spirit uh, hits like a truck. Um, can guarantee that one. I have done that before. Uh, and we also just happen to have Fungus here. Fungus at base 15 means that we get to underspeed everything once Trick Room is up, and we get to do all the Sleep Powder Spore things we want to do, all the pollen puff and nonsense like that so i feel like this team is definitely one of the stronger trick room teams for sure uh and having a guaranteed way of getting trick room up if you want it up is what puts this team just a little bit higher at an eight for me yeah i I, all along the same lines um there's a lot of threats in the trick room um outside of trick room a lot of the bonds are actually fairly bulky as well um so you could um, like Carl said, you can just not set up a trick room that turn and take the hit and try and dish it back as well. Um, I think the Fungus is a good pickup as well, um, given that redirection and also that slower spore um, that the Fungus offers. Um, and the Blossom seems a bit funny for me. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, yeah I, that's a weird one. It's a. It does. It does. Um, kind of fill out the firewater grass, but you do have the fungus there. But, um, I think that's. It was, it was just one standout uh, Pokemon to me that um, I felt like could have been improved on. Maybe a flying type because um, uh, is it Noah? Noah doesn't mm-hmm. have a stab flying type um, on his team. He has no kind of way to go. Right here's my trick room team. If you mm-hmm. and if he goes up against another trick room team, he doesn't have that option of actually just going fast mm-hmm. and trying to kind of outplay the opponent, saying, "Right, who's going to set up trick room? Not me, because I'm going to set up tailwind and boom." <laughs> um, so yeah, I think uh, I think it's still solid overall. Um, you know, if you do get the trick room up, you're going to have a good time. Um, so that's why I kind of went for the seven overall. Before Evan goes, I have a oh. question about Hitmon Top. Uh, Hitmon top gets double kick, correct? Yes, yes. Double we get we get to do double kick things with weak armor crustal. Yeah, no, why do that when you could triple kick it and get? That's what I was saying. It was just like just trying to think of things we can do with weak armor and go to plus whatever speed mm-hmm. and outspeed everything. Yeah, but that requires you to outspeed that Hitmon top, which can be quite easy. Yeah, for so sure, with think... it being base seventy, it's not 
the most impossible thing to outspeed. Yeah, but we also have just priority True. lock punch. True. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Crustle might be the, the best uh, C-tier pick from Noah here, and the rest of the C-tier picks are a little bit questionable, so I'm interested to Full see agree. the uh, Crustle. Yeah, Crustle put in some work. One more thing to note is that this team loves to inflict status. They have Willowis from uh, is that Jellison, and then Smite Confusion, Sleep from Fungus, but you can sort of only um, do Sleep or Willowis you know, at one at a time, right? So this team might have to smartly use these status conditions, especially in Trick Room. And Trick Room turns are very precious, so do watch out for that. Then uh, it's good to know that there's only one, like, Galarian Weezing, right, for Misty Terrain. So there's no more Tapu Fini, so uh, that could be useful. And uh, other than that, to me, like Carl said, this team really lacks that offensive pressure. You set up Trick Room, then now what, right? So almost always... Uh, Noah has to sort of rely on Hatterene to get things going, which is why I ranked it pretty low. So one last thing I forgot to mention is that Noah's team name is the Hat Trick, so I would say Hatterene is his uh, mascot, and we are really interested to see Hatterene uh, putting a lot of work for the team, hopefully getting some lucky GMAX smites. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, Team 20, we have Flying Skull and the uh, Biloxi Shell Shockers. Uh, I think Sturtonator is the one, like the um, mascot that's going to be on the logo. He hasn't, has his, he hasn't made his logo yet, so Shell Shockers might mean Sturtonator's uh, Shell Trap. And this is one of two uh, Hail teams that we're going to see today, a very rare breed in Draft Leagues. And I think this is a very good Hail team that covers the weaknesses of Ninetales and Senslash very well. Uh, I think the S tier pick of Blastoise is also very cool, uh, going in pick number 20 for Flying Skull. What do you think, Carter? I think it's fine. Um, I think Ninetales, Sandslash is, when it gets to do its thing, it's very powerful. Um, I also think it's pretty easily broken up, and that's uh, one of the big mm-hmm. concerns I have for it. Um, you're, you also don't have, like, the, I think one of the other big things is, like, you have a lot of, not not a ton, but you also take a ton of damage back from opposing blizzards if you do set the hail. Um, things like Flygon and Tangrowth don't really appreciate seeing blizzard on the other side, which, if your opponent's anticipating hail, can just spec on. Um, you have redirection, so you can do um, shell smash things with Blastoise, so you are able to fully utilize it. You also have Intimidate and Double Fake Out here, it looks like. So I, I think this seems fine. Um, I, I'm anticipating this team to do pretty okay. Um, I, I'm interested in seeing what tricks they're going to be able to pull that I'm not seeing at surface value here. Uh, I kind of think it's the same way. It's like, you have good tools. Hail's really cool as a weather. It's very, uh, underutilized. Ice types are very powerful. Um, like, like Carter said, you don't have a ton of, like, bulk on the backside of it. Uh, outside of, like, things like Tangrowth and, like, Turtonator and Dusknor kind of just, like, taking a couple of hits there. Ninetales, as we all know, isn't super duper bulky. Neither is actually the Sandslash, alone than Sandslash with two four times weaknesses here. Uh, and the fact that there is a, a good chunk of shared weaknesses between 
like Ninetales, Sandslash, and Tangrowth, the Pokemon you probably all want to bring together. Uh, it means that your opponent doesn't have to prep super duper hard. You can just bring one fire type attack or one fire type mon to kind of just hit all three of them at the same time. Um, outside of that, your C tier picks are kind of cool. I like Electabuzz. I like Flygon. I wish Flygon all the best. I hope it does really well. Uh, it has not performed well in previous leagues that I've known of. Uh, the only one I've seen that do well is Karibos, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Turtonator is a another like powerful C tier pick that I had on my radar, but got picked before I got to pick it up. Um, I had to make a choice, and I picked my water type instead of my fire type, uh, which we'll get to my picks. Probably I'm, I'm coming up, so we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah, I think um, overall it's quite a solid team in my view. Um, the the ice core, the I think flying school's done really well in protecting um, the four times weaknesses. He's got resists or immunities to all four of the. Um, yeah, it's four. No, it's five. Sorry, because yeah. um, he's got the ice weakness in uh, Flygon. He's got a few resists on as well. So um, if he's um, playing the switching game very well, um, he can pivot quite well. Um, he also has that Scrafty as well, so he can like pivot in the Intimidate every now and again, which is really cool. Um, Scrafty does get access to Snarl as well. Am I correct? It does, yeah. Correct. Yep. Does. Yeah. So it it can it's very good at disrupting um, the enemy team as well as Ninetales also able to set up the Aurora Veil, a very fast Aurora Veil um, as well. So um, we can see what it does. Overall, with that I do like um, Blastoise as well um, because of its G Max move. Just like the Charizard mm. Venusaur, you're going to get that residual damage um, unless the opponent takes a Water type. Um, Dusk Noir um, as well. People like Dusk Clops because it's super bulky. Hello, Dusk Noir is also super bulky <laughs> um, as well. So <laughs> um, it can be, it, yeah, it can. Do trick. He has trick room things as well. Um, I, I've even seen sand slash and trick room. Because uh, it's, it's still sixty five yeah, speed. It's, it's slow, slow enough, enough so it you can be. you can still play sand slash and trick room. And then you can when trick room ends. Hello, just switching the nine tails. Boom! Now you've got super fast team. Let's get to um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of creativity got into this draft, um, and that's why I've given it an eight. Yeah, good points in general. I think writing off um, what Sweet said, I feel like these C-tier picks are very good value mons, and I feel like they can hold each other, uh, hold themselves well. I think like, the bus can be quite cool because it only has one weakness. Then overall, uh, I'm quite impressed with like the presence of a Firewater Grass and a Fairy Dragon Steel core. And I think this team might struggle against like hyper-offensive Tailwind teams because the fastest mon is essentially... Uh, sand slash and it's pretty slow then uh, one last thing to note is that there are quite a lot of four times weaknesses that you see on the screen but this is not the end of it we're going to see more teams with way more four times four x weaknesses in the other draft in the guard draft so do look out for it but i think that flying scout like what sweet said really covered these four x weaknesses well but um it goes to show that like this is just part of team building like the question is are you able to um, put it into practice and make good switches when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have uh, Team 21, Carl's team, the St. Louis Snorlax. Oh, this is such an awesome team logo. Picking up Snorlax in pick one, followed by uh, Mimikyu, and we do know that Snorlax and Mimikyu do work well together. Then 
in my opinion, uh, generally very uh, diverse um, speed peers and interesting like general dog in general. Sorry, I keep speak, I keep repeating general, but we do see a few uh, non fully evolved mons, and I'm not sure if that's the best for the team. What do you think, Carter? I like this team a lot. Um, at first pick, I I said that Carl's draft is probably one of the strongest in our divisions, and at like going a little deeper into it, I I still stand by that. Um, like Quagsire, I think is super underrated. I think Lantern is super underrated, especially since you're like you're able to do Storm Drain, Cradley things here next to Sneasel. Uh, you can also just slap on Water Absorb on both of those mods and have Residual Healing on both of them. You have your Trick Room mode with, like, Snorlax Mimikyu to be able to set it up. Uh, you have, like, Cradily to be able to come in there, Musharna to be able to come in, uh, Lantern and Quagsire, Dottler to an extent, too. Dottler's extremely bulky, so it's going to be extremely difficult to be able to take out before it gets to set up Trick Room. Uh, I, I, overall, I think this seems really, really solid. I have no comment since this is my team. I I couldn't fairly grade my team. I gave it a one because I'm not that kind of person. I'm very humble when it comes to this stuff. So I'm just gonna let everybody else talk about my team. I'm good. Fair enough. Um, I think they touched on non fully evolved mons, but I have more. So <laughs> I think I have four in uh, car pick three. So um, yeah, I think uh, you've got some good options. I do feel. Overall, the offense is slightly lacking. Um, besides, you know, you have the belly drum, Snorlax kind of thing if you want to do that. Um, and apart from that, I think the, overall you do need a little bit more offense after that. Um, however, doesn't mean to say you can't wall out an opposing team. So if you're able to um, play the long game and kind of just chip out, chip away every now and then and reducing um, the opponents, it does really well. Um, there is no Intimidate, which is uh, another uh, big thing, but uh, and no Fairy Resist as well, um, which can be quite big. So people can just, if you don't know what to what move to hit, um, just hit a Fairy move and you'll be fine with, if he wants to switch. So um, I think overall it's pretty solid draft um, overall. Um, if you, but I, I think if you're able to deal with Snorlax. Um, the kind of team falls upon itself, in my mind. Uh, overall, I think this is a pretty solid team, but it does require heavy setup to get itself going, and it doesn't have redirection, so uh, it might be a little bit tricky, but these mons are just way too bulky, um, and I feel like Kyle can almost always set it off. Uh, this team reminds me of Skyle's team just now. Skyle's team has Porygon 2 and Corviknight, in a sense, that's like unlimited healing, um, you know, with recover uh, rules. And then on uh, Carl's team here, we have uh, it, like Snorlax with Recycle uh, and a lot of other options. And with the Mandibus to go for Toxic, to form a very good Toxic store strategy, uh, Skyle's team had Toxic Croak there, also can go for Toxic. That could be interesting. Neo Mushana also can get... Um, was that uh, Moonlight? Yeah, Credity gets recovered. I think it's one of the most uh, teams that I've seen have recovery moves all at the same time. So Carl really needs to sort of use uh, all the bulk to stall the game out and at the same time try and put on offensive pressure at 
at the you know as well um with snorlax uh with the option of belly drum yeah i think dotler is also a mon that cannot be underestimated it is as bulky as Porygon 2 and it can set up trick room quite reliably today so i learned after that, this, uh, we have... that mandibuzz gets toxic <laughs> Legitimately, yes, I had to I go mean... fact te- fact check that one. I'm like, there's no possible way. <laughs> Secrets out. Um, Secrets out. What Thanks for ruining. Uh, uh, LML. LML is that we did we did see Mandibas put in work for the Xerneas Mama Mia team, uh, really using Toxic Store with Snorlax and uh, Slowbro, uh, going for kill pulse and recycle, uh, and really stalling the team out. <laughs> I really love um, Sneasel plus Dottler actually as non-fully evolved mons and I do think that Carl can put in very very good work with these mons. Oh yeah, Sneasel and Credili won LML uh, from our team uh, to Infernape and Humble beyond. brag. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the last team from Cotton Division, Cincinnati, uh, Cryogonals and Lim choosing Cryogonal as his mascot, and Lim in season three, if we recall, drafted a mono psychic team. So at the beginning of the draft, he drafted Polito, Kingdra, Rotom Wash, Seismito, and we really thought, uh, based of based off these two real picks, that he's gonna draft a mono water team. But in the end, he came up with sort of a semi water plus semi electric team, which is a bit interesting. What do you guys think? I honestly think. Uh, had you all not mentioned in the middle of the draft that he had four water types, <laughs> I think he would have done it. <laughs> um, overall, though, my big problem with having, uh, what, five water types here is that they all share a lot of weaknesses. Um, the, you see here they have four weaknesses to, gra- uh, to grass and four to... Is that poison? No. Ground. Yeah, four to ground. He's got so, four ground like, electric types too. Yeah. So it, it's really difficult to be able to uh, position yourself well with this team. I feel like, um, granted, you can take steel spikes all day because basically everything <laughs> on your team resisted. Um, but but overall, I just I really wanted to put you know seven point eight out of ten just for the meme, but I, I, I had to be real with myself, and I, I think this is, like, a solid five. Yeah, it's... The, the big issue is, it's like, you have so many common types, um, and it's not, like, Psychic. So Psychic is only weak to, like, Bug and Dark and Ghost, yeah. which those aren't, like, Bug's not super duper common. You don't have to worry about that one. And you can see Dark and Ghost type moves coming a mile away. Uh, one of the favorite things that the Pokemon company loves to do is give fire, water, electric, and grass type moves to almost every Pokemon that don't need them. Uh, same thing with like random ground coverage. So preparing for this team is going to be fairly easy to do because there's a lot of incidental like energy balls on random Pokemon and stomping tantrums and things like that. So your opponent's going to be pretty easily just like, oh, I just have to put a grass type move on this one and a round type move on this one and pack some water resists and i'm fine um that's why it's at a five for me it's just it's cool that you're drafted mm-hmm. to most of these rain synergies and water pokemon uh if you were going to do that i would have just stuck with the water theme instead of pivoting and opening yourself up to a second weakness type in ground 
Yeah, I think um, Jay went a little bit higher in the six, just for the fact that it's it's Polito Kingdra, and we we all, everyone knows how good it does. Um, if you want to counter Polito Polito and Kingdra, um, one option can be Max Quake to set up your boosts. Um, but having the Rotom Wash in there just says nope, I'm fine. Um, even granted, you can switch into Ludicolo and just take a not very effective hit. Um, into it as well. Yes, they do get the boost, but um, you can you can sort it out with maybe physical attacks um, from other Pokemon as well. Um, I do kind of like like one thing to note as well the the Charger Bug as well. Um, pick can be quite interesting. It does boost like a lot, like a lot of these Mon's offensive pressure isn't like the best. It's good. Um, but Charger Bug with that battery does does make the the special attackers just hit that little bit more, uh, which could be good. Uh, which people can forget to calc against it, so they they might not expect a Charger Bug switch in just to boost a, a Kingdra attack in the rain and just get that extra bit of damage it needs to uh, secure a KO. Well, that's a super interesting point. It's like double life orb on Kingdra. Yeah, it's very um, rare, and I think it's. It seems to be very effective. Uh, my opinions are these triple Swift Swim users might make it tough for opponents to prepare for because you have to prepare for ground, um, dragon, and grass type moves at the same time coming your way at times two speed. Then uh, Bolton's competitive might also be interesting to discourage opponents from just bringing Intimidate. Uh, one thing I like to say about mono type drafts. Uh, granted that this is like a, a sort of a double type draft, right? Is that there's like it's very interesting, it's like a gym leader conundrum. It's like um if you bring uh a balanced team against the gym leader and if he takes out one of your important walls, then these um water types can sort of run through your team. So going up against Vim, you really have to be careful and prepare multiple uh moves as a form of backup to try and uh win the game if not these water types or uh, mono electric types can just run through you mm-hmm. yeah so with that um, we've reached the end you guys have anything to oh yeah so for carter you for carl you can move on to pr summary cotton mm-hmm. and here we do see all the rankings uh all the final ratings in order so we see g beats with the highest score all the way down to Lim. A lot of sevens in there. A lot of sevens. But I, think, like I think that's like to be expected. Yeah, it's like this is a very bell curve-esque, which is nice. That's what it should be, I feel like. This is a very good bell curve. Um, what are you guys' favorite teams from this cotton division? No, um, minus your own teams. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not. I'm obviously not gonna pick mine. Um, <laughs> I rated um Cyanides is very high. It's really cool as the just like all the combos. But if I did have to pick one that I really like the most, I do like Jupiter's team the most. I'm not the biggest fan of weather teams in draft leagues, but I feel like if there was one that's going to do well, it's probably going to be this one. See, I think I personally. Uh, I I think personally, I, mean, I, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> um, I think Cyanide's team just having so many diverse threats does make it a a big, uh, a big thing that you do have to prep for. And as as a 
uh, a fan of that in these types of leagues, I think it's really hard to uh, be able to prep for everything. And if you prep for the wrong thing, you're going to get got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go. I just want to say that uh, I, I just want to say that I guess all of us are just afraid of like Venusaur in Sun, right? It's just so oppressive. Uh, with a lot of mind games, uh, all the way in turn one, like yeah, Venu Ko no skill, but this time it might be Venu Tails no skill. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Grubby. It's the um, the team I've played. Like my highest score in this um, division was an eight. And Grubby was ranked the lowest, so I want um I want her to do really well. Um gotta get that underdog wrong. syndrome going. Yeah. Yeah, nice. it's actually now that you say that it is weird that you have uh your your highest rating is an eight. You see, I know I had a couple nines, Evan had a couple tens. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a few nines in the next uh division, but I think like with my like I didn't give anyone a ten. Um, I don't. I didn't feel like this was like the perfect draft either. team. Yeah, I, um, I know I didn't give anybody a ten. Uh, I, I feel we'll, like a ten we'll is teach... this team is guaranteed to to do exceptional, regardless of yeah. who's piloting it. But I've de- you you'll see in the next division. I've got a couple of nines that are, are really strong, really good drafts in my opinion. So look forward to seeing them. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to show these as usual. This. It's like it's so amazing once you get to see the similarities uh, between both drafts, and if you scroll down, you get to see which mons were left behind, and that is very mind blowing. Look at Clefairy in S tier. Yeah, that, it, it's oh crazy God. to me that Conkelder, which is a mon that we shifted up a lot, is just un unpicked. Which I yeah. I understand, but at the same time, I think is criminally underrated. I think part of the Conkelder being left on the table is just like fighting types aren't that powerful mm-hmm. in this in Dynamax formats just because they nerfed the the strongest max Loki you get is base ninety five, whereas you look at Max Geyser that's one forty. That's a huge difference, no matter when it's coming off of a base one hundred and fifty attack stat or a base ninety seven special attack stat, the water type move is gonna be better off anyway. I'm curious uh, if you want to keep scrolling here for me. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no chancy shuckle in either division. Neither mm-hmm. of them were picked up in. Which that's what we wanted. Yep. We wanted. We set that up that way so no one would draft that. Um, no Gengar. That's interesting. I, you yeah. know, honestly, uh, talking with Tim, I debated taking Gengar instead of uh, Alakazam. I'm interested in these bees. Not no su- Obama snow. Ask me how surprised I am. <laughs> no cloister. Your your boy cloister got left God, on the I bench. Love cloister, man. <laughs> um, yeah, Fletch Ender, like I mentioned, uh, for Henry is on that table still. So if they wanted to switch into that, they could. Um, what about these C's? Yeah, what's interesting? Bunch of C's. What's in- yeah, what would, what would be interesting for C's would be the mods that are picked. Because these are mods that people kind of find value in, right? Because they sort of have to dig deep and then um, pick up some C tiers that are worth 10 points to try and round out the team, yet still, you know, uh, provide a lot of uh, support for the team or offensive pressure uh, from the other spectrum. Mm-hmm. 
Like you can see that Electabuzz was picked for both. That's interesting. Drag Cloak as well. So some of these NFE mons, Charger Bug, um, I think Doppler as well. Yeah, Doppler's below. Then they people find a lot of value in them. Mr. Mime Kanto. Not just the Galarian one, but the Cantonian Mr. Mime as well. Saita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, this is sweet. There's a lot of data to be able to absorb and go through and balance things for next season, too. Yeah, it's like getting to see all this stuff helps us balance it for next time. It's going to be great. Okay. So, um, before we get out of here, closing thoughts from, from either of you? Anything you want to touch on on the way out? Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Radio silence. <laughs> For me, just a uh, very interesting drafts in general. I feel like um, just take our opinions with a pinch of salt. There are some things that we might have overlooked, even with uh, four or underlooked, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So even with four pairs of eyes, so uh, do yeah. Like if you think that your draft um can- deserves to be a higher rating, then prove it to us. Uh, show us what you can do uh, during the regular season. So good luck and have fun to all of you, all of the coaches for your matches. Evan, are you going to be doing uh, like weekly recaps like you had been for the multi-draft league? Yeah, but I think I will. And I am trying okay. to set up the, I'm trying to set up the spreadsheet to be able to do that uh, easily. So I would need everyone to sort of let me know the six months you brought and then the four months you uh, led with for each game. And then we should be able to get very nice stats in terms of usage throughout the whole draft, the whole league. Yeah. I have to write things down and take notes, making me work hard. <laughs> I will make you a spreadsheet, Carl. <laughs> and by that, I mean Evan will make you a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. I guess you can make things easier by recording your match, since a lot of us have um, the capabilities of doing that. So you don't have to I was going to stream them anyway, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I may not put them on the YouTube, but I'm definitely going to stream them. See, I'm the opposite. I'm probably going to record them, but may not stream them. (laughs) So, uh, Sweet, final thoughts? Uh, If you face me in Draft League, don't be scared. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Carl? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I am ready to just play with Snorlax and everything else I drafted and see how far we get. Um... Definitely was not looking to draft the best team in the world, just looking to draft what I like to play with. I completely understand. I am very, very excited to get back to Draft League. It has been far too long, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is honestly one of the true highlights for, for me every season is just getting to not only draft, but actually get to play the games and yeah. just explore mons that not only I haven't ever played with before, but mons that, uh, in the future, I, you know, will be able to reminisce and talk about for years to come. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that being uh, said, Evan, uh, you were saying? I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to say, um, writing off of what you said, that, you know, even in these power rankings, we did have so many other stories, right, from Literal Lessons, um, like, sort of, uh, like, the teams reminded us of these stories that we can talk about. So it's very interesting to see how things play out. Then, one last thing I want to say is that there are so many teams with 
a similar pairs of wands, and it will be quite exciting to see their journeys uh, move on in both divisions, right, when they go their separate ways to see how far these similar teams can go. Yeah. So, I think that's is, this, uh, is this time for the outro? Yeah, let's get out All of right, here, bud. Cool. So, uh, as always, everyone, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. This has been uh, a slog more than I was actually anticipating, but way, way smoother than I also anticipated. So, uh, thank you once again, Carl, uh, Swede, and Evan for joining us tonight. It's been an absolute blast. And uh, make sure you go and follow them on their socials as well. Swede does not have Twitter because he's an old man. Uh, Evan, you can find him at Evan Smoke VGC. Is yep. that right? Okay. Uh, I know Swede is on Twitch. Uh, Swede underscore PS4. Evan again is Evan Smoke VGC there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well at LR Lessons. Myself at Mister Missouri Twenty Five. Carl's at Musical VGC. Uh, we're on Twitch as well. You can find us at uh, Mister Missouri Twenty Five and at Musical. Uh, you can always join our community Discord that is down in the show notes as always. Uh, we have our website where we're going to be, I'm assuming we're going to have all kinds of Draft League stuff up on the website here shortly as well. Probably should have it, yeah. Cool. Soon-ish. And let's see, we have the Rumble this next Wednesday, so if you're interested in playing Series 10 and not paying for it, you can always uh, join that. Make sure you sign up in the Discord. That's where all of our events are. Um... I think that's everything. I think you hit them all. Cool. That is going to be it, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this week, and we'll be back next week with some more Little Root Lessons. Have a good one. Peace.